1: Hopping the Boys, the Headline God, Jeremy Lambert, and his co-host, speaking out of Atlanta, Georgia, representing more than one royal family, the King of Indie Viewing, Steven Jensen! And this is the Spotlight on Fightful.
3: Hello and welcome everyone to the spotlight here on Fightful. I am Jeremy Lambert. That is Steven Jensen and shout out as always the big dick MLJ for the intro. Jensen, before we get into wrestling, what do you want to talk about?
4: All right, everyone. Got some good news. I don't know if any. I I may get asked this a little bit later on, depending on who's in here right now and who's trickling in, but before we get started, I can officially say I have been promoted. So yeah finally, it finally happened with the shoot job. I got the official offer like uh, I think Monday I got the official offer. Told a couple people, told Jeremy and a few others. And uh yeah, so it finally happened. It's uh it's a good feeling. It's it's good to finally finish that story and now on to Cody Rhodes finishing his story at WrestleMania. But um but yeah, thanks to everybody who's been you know, asking and following along with this. They told me that they've known that they've had this offer ready for me since December 14th, they told me. And it took that long for our HR team. And there was eight people. It was like a, it was like a log jam of like people getting promoted, leaving and me and stuff. And it just, anyway, it finally has been figured out and I finally have gotten the promotion. So, uh, so yes, thank you very much for everyone who, who asked. And we can finally stop talking about it on the show. I could, if I can finally just move on. Story finished and now we got all focus on Cody.
3: Okay. Yeah, Dave
1: and Buster's,
4: damn it.
3: That was the only way I felt appropriate to to celebrate that and it happened to line up with yes, you're wearing your Dave and Buster's buddy. I, do, but he, I um, do not
4: work at Dave and Buster's by the way. If people like want to start like swarming Dave and Buster's or asking for me Dave and Buster's I, I do not work at Dave and Buster's, but I uh I do frequent Dave and Buster's fairly often on Wednesdays for the half off Wednesdays. So um. Yes, I, I I won this completely on free uh, free credits. Uh,
3: anyway, yeah, Dave and Buster's. Damn it. Go celebrate Dave and Buster's. I was gonna but, play uh, like pyro music that uh <laughs> that was happening. The it, it, the it's not good. Like this is this. There we go. There's some like pyro going on. Nice. Like, Many backgrounds. Yeah.
4: I thought about buying some like cheap confetti or something, but then I'd have to clean it up. I was like, if like, I pop it here, and then I was like, I'd have to like yeah, take forever to get yeah. it off my floor and off my desk and stuff. Um, yeah, that
3: that that's too much to to do all that. I did like I did like made it rain Monopoly money, and like we're still finding Monopoly money like yeah. behind the desk and underneath stuff. It's when you got a, a little pieces of confetti doing that, no, nah, too much, no. way too much.
4: And I'm also afraid that I would Trevor outlaw myself live on air and accidentally shoot the the, the gun right into my own dick <laughs> on accident. Just so, I mean, for people that know Trevor outlaw years ago, at spring break. We actually interviewed him about this not that long yeah, ago,
1: and he it, yeah. uh,
4: if y'all can find the clip, it's so funny. It was dur- it was during Joey Janela's spring break. I'm almost positive it was during the we're still in the early of the show, the cluster f. You all know what we're talking about. I think it was that. I'm pretty sure it was that match, and he was like standing on the he was like standing on, like the entrance ramp. Or whatever you want to call it for gcw that little entrance area and he had a he had the confetti popper and he didn't realize it was pointed the wrong direction he hit the thing and it just fought, it just shot straight into his own dick and he fell over so really funny clip um i did not want to recreate that though on accident but um but yeah once again thanks to everybody who's over the last three months who's reached out i had a lot of people dming me and messaging me and it was a lot of pressure because I was like, I don't know why this is taking so long. Outside of like the excuses they're giving me, but it's it's it, it's it's done. So appreciate appreciate y'all once again, and we can stop talking about my job pretty much forever now, which is which is nice. <laughs> I, I, can, I can keep the two totally separate now. This this in and my in my shoe job. So,
3: uh, Ryan, since the super chat says, congratulations on the promotion, Jensen. I can't say for the stream. Wanted to show you some love. Thanks, Ryan. We appreciate Thanks, Ryan. everybody guys you can leave a some chats if you would like get your question comment statement read on air uh leave a thumbs up on the video subscribe to the channel oh look at that The pyro worked. <laughs> yeah pyro worked um leave a thumbs up on the on the video uh subscribe to the channel subscribe to fifa select we have a fifa select discord now if you are uh you know on discord or if you're a member of fifa select i think you can get through that way uh if you are not subscribed to Fightful Select and you would like a link to the Discord, if I find you trustworthy, send me a DM and I'll, I'll, I'll get you a link to the Discord. Because I, I want people to be there if they, they want to be there. And they're going to be good pals about, it. I'm not sending this link to, uh, to assholes online. Or just past five minutes, I can get away with saying that. Uh, I'm not sending this to jerks because uh, we have, there's plenty of those on Twitter. And that's why we got a Discord. So we don't want to have to deal with any of these jerks. Um yeah, I think that's I think that's everything. Look, okay, Maggie Maggie's here showing some love. Maggie, I think <coughs> no one I think Maggie's been the top supporter of the job search uh certainly from anybody in in our chat, that's uh
4: in our circle. Yes, To I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. This is how much I appreciated Maggie keeping up with that and asking that she's not on Twitter at the moment or at least wasn't the other day. I went to DM her to to like, let her know that I got the job. I was, I again a small circle of people that I was just giving a heads up to ahead of time. Like once I finally heard for sure. And <clears throat> I couldn't DM her because she was not on Twitter. So I reached out. I, I Eventually I, I got her WhatsApp from, from a, a mutual friend so that I could message her. Like that's how much I was like, Maggie, you gotta know. Like you've been asking, I'm gonna tell you first. So um I made sure to tell Maggie already. She's one of the few people that knew. And, I, and she even said that she was moving like a hair or a nail appointment or something this morning so that she can make it to the show live to watch this morning like though Maggie's a real one I really appreciate Maggie thank you very much for being here and for all the support and and for the friendship we I really really appreciate it for real
3: all right Jensen let's get into it uh let's start with uh, this big old loser that for some reason you seem to support I got a new bumper for code it's not really new but if I there we go.
1: But see, Cody, he's an idiot.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he's a loser, Jensen. He lost on Monday. He <laughs> lost to Drew McIntyre. He should be forced to give up his WrestleMania spot to Drew McIntyre and a winner. Someone who knows how to stack up victories. It's like he stacked up Cody Rhodes on his back and shoulders and penned him for the one, two, three on Raw. Please defend your your loser, idiot, favorite wrestler.
4: So I'll preface this by saying something that might surprise some people, but, but, but probably not if you follow this show. Drew McIntyre rules. Okay. Like I'm not, I have nothing against Drew McIntyre. Like I, outside of Cody, Drew's my favorite person in the company. Like so. It's one of those things where, like, if Cody was going to take an L to anyone, I'm actually glad it was Drew, because, like, Drew should win the World Heavyweight Championship, in my opinion. Like, he should be, if they're going to have two world champions, Drew should be one of those champions, in my opinion. Um, The way that they did it was also, obviously, a callback and potential foreshadowing at the same time, like have solo come out it's funny how he comes out with like the hood and stuff like people don't know it's him like it's clear clearly solo Gross. um yeah it's clearly him and he always has the thumb and like and then he does the reveal after he'll always like hit it then like hit the ground and be like he pulls the pulls the hood back and people are like we know it's you dude we saw the taped thumb right, right, right when he came out um <laughs> but uh but obviously the way that cody lost was a callback to WrestleMania with Solo doing the thumb, um, and Cody being outnumbered, basically outsmarted and outnumbered, basically. Um, and it's also foreshadowing because I think the same situation is going to happen at WrestleMania again, where multiple bloodline members will come out. Cody's union or whatever is going to start blocking them from getting involved. Solo will get a back up on that on that ring apron again with his thumb. But like either Cody will be ready for it, or there's going to be someone behind him, like to catch the thumb or something, like to, to block it for Cody. Like so, it, this is only the second time I think Cody's been pinned since being back
3: in, de- in WWE. Yeah, like, Roman was the other one.
4: Yeah, Roman pinned him. I mean, did he tap to Brock? He lost one match to Brock.
3: Yeah, he did. He did lose to Brock. He passed out, didn't
4: he? Is that what it I think that's what it was. He definitely wouldn't have tapped. So, but I mean. And that's what we, sucks we, about this too, is like with the Brock stuff, like with all the history that's going to get rewritten, probably. With yeah. Brock that footage was,
3: doesn't exist anymore. Right. So we, we don't have to act like it's, <laughs> it's a real
4: thing. Right. But that's kind of, that, that's, that sucks for Cody, obviously like that. Well, and it's, it's, it, we don't need to get into all that, but I mean, just like the history in general, like, I mean, the streak and, and, and the Cena match and right. and SummerSlam, There's just, like, just so much stuff that Brock was, but so many WrestleMania moments and main events that we're just going to have to like, pretend didn't happen the streak being the biggest of course but like then for Cody this year it's like when you go back and look at <laughs> because most of what he did between Wrestlemania and, and Wrestlemania it was the the trilogy with Brock that was like the, a big chunk of this this kind of comeback to the title and obviously I understand not mentioning Brock like I'm not I'm not saying that they should mention Brock I, I completely understand the position WWE's in with that but it is kind of cruddy where it's like, "Damn, that was like a huge part of this past year for Cody and we're not going to it's like it never happened, you know."
3: Yeah. Yeah, they just got to completely erase the Brock Lesnar portion. So he feuded with Dominic or had this the stuff with Dominic, did war games and then went right into the story. That's it. We don't know what happened. Nakamura. Between... Oh yeah, that happened. Yeah. I like I, I liked the Nakamura feud. I I don't have a problem with it. It was um, good. The problem is Nakamura just looked he was a loser. That's the biggest loser right there, Nakamura. He didn't win it all. He used the mist and that was that was all he got on Cody. But yeah, I I did kind of forget about the Nakamura yeah. stuff. It you know happened like a month ago. <laughs> it's like still
4: happening technically on like the house shows and stuff. Yeah. Um but I mean they had like a bull rope match like really recently. But yeah, that was on Raw, Yeah. But but yeah, I mean I uh but I, anyway, with was this being Drew getting the win? That's considering once again the Brock stuff technically really never happened but he also didn't get pinned by Brock Cody that is Cody got pinned by Roman at Wrestlemania and by Drew I mean that's I I really don't have much of a problem with it I really don't beca- because of who it was It was it's, it's Drew Drew once again should be a world champion I also think this is a pretty good sign that Drew's staying with the WWE like I don't think they're gonna have Drew pin Cody heading into Wrestlemania in like He's just going to go over to AEW in a few months. Like, that's, I just don't see that happening. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't – I have less of a problem with it than most people probably think with me, being, with me being a Cody fan. One, because I'm also a Drew fan. And two, because, like, this doesn't – because of the way it was done, it was not a clean victory, and it's all just, once again, callbacks and foreshadowing for this WrestleMania. Just another reason to, for me to think that Cody is going to finish the story at WrestleMania over Roman.
3: It's also to set up Seth uh, coming to Cody's aid, essentially, because they they had the backstage segment where Seth was like, see, this is what happens. This is what happened to you last year. Happened to you again. You need me as your shield. You need me out there because this is what they're going to do to you at WrestleMania. Uh, They got to set up the tag team match between Cody, Seth, and Rock and Roman, which I assume gets announced saturday cody and seth have are on the Grayson waller effect at elimination chamber so i assume that the challenge is at least issued maybe it becomes official whatever happens happens uh on that but i i think that's probably going to get set up on saturday but it's to give more credence to seth being there and in a point of seth actually needing to be there that's a, another reason why i actually really like this is you know seth saying hey i'll be your shield like should Cody accept that? Yes, yeah, just based on last year alone. But now, like it happening here on Raw, it happening with Drew, who the Bloodline doesn't like. Drew, you know they screwed over Drew at Clash the Castle. Like, it, if you're if you're Seth, you're basically saying like, look, like they did this with Drew. They helped Drew beat you. Can you imagine the links they're going to go to to help Roman retain again. Like, you need me out there. You need me in your corner. And then Cody's actually got to be like, yeah, I do. I can't go in there with the same game plan. I had last year because I got, I lost last year and now I'm not even beating Drew McIntyre. Cause they're out to get me. So yes, I do need you. So I thought, it, I thought it was a good piece of business, like all around. And it also sets up, let's say Cody does finish the story. win the title, I see, I think Drew's going to beat Seth. I was going to say like, it sets up a Cody and drew clash afterwards. But if, they're both your champions then I don't know if they're going to do that because I don't think they're going to unify the titles or anything. Oh, I guess Drew will just beat Seth and Cody will lose to Roman and then Cody can feud with Drew and maybe he'll win that title or he'll just continue to be a loser and he'll lose to Drew.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm agree with everything up until the last line. I, I think that <laughs> uh I definitely think that <clears throat> Drew should, Drew should beat Seth. Like he Drew should be the next, world champion if they're going to have once again i already i I gotta keep prefacing if they're going to continue to have two champions really like this is new era wwe and everything like you know new feel a lot of buzz a lot of excitement this is coming from somebody who i was reeled out on WWE for you know the last handful of years especially and I, i i think they're I, I thoroughly have been enjoying WWE product lately. And obviously a lot of it has to do with me being a Cody fan, but I, I, I really like Roman and his, his positioning in the company. And as the, the long-term champion, I love the rock turning heel. I, I do. I think this is really great television. I like the way that they're shooting stuff, like visually. I like how <coughs> they're doing like movie trailer style promos for like their, their matchups and stuff. And just the graphics are different. It does feel very fresh. And part of that for me is like, why wouldn't you just have one world champion that's on both Raw and SmackDown at this point again? Like, that's not that unfathomable. Like, why wouldn't you just want to have Cody on both shows? He's your biggest star. He's the face of your company. He's selling, they're doing like 7,000 tickets for how for untelevised house shows right now. Like, a, a, a few years ago, they were talking about getting rid of all the house shows because people weren't showing up. But now, and once again, I can't just say this is just Cody, I not just, but he is a big part of this. Like, he's a part of the, the WWE experience now it's like it was back in the day with like, you know, the Hulkster or like any of these like big time baby faces you have Cody. Like when you go to see a WWE show, especially like an untelevised show. Now, you know, at the very least, if you can get anywhere near the guardrail, by the end of that show, Cody's sticking around for a half hour to, to sign stuff, to take pictures, to, you know what I mean? It's like, this is just a totally different vibe to, to kind of, and now granted there's the, the backstage that there's the Vince stuff, there's other stuff. There's elephants in the room here. Like people around him, more stuff's going to come out from that. There, WWE's not a perfect place. There's a lot of, you know, that's a whole other conversation in itself, but as far as like what we're seeing on the television, and I also don't want to take away from the performers either. Like the wrestlers have nothing to do with the Vince stuff. You know, most of them, I should say, like, we don't know who all is involved, but you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm not going to sit here. And like bass the WWE product when like the wrestlers are out there busting their asses and putting on great shows and their production team is, is killing it. And like all this stuff is going really, really good. There are some bad eggs and they need to be figured out, but, but that's not everybody in the company. I don't want everybody to be, you know, held to that. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where like, when when you have the WWE in the position that they're in right now with Cody being your, your white, hot, you know, white meat baby face, I would just have him, just he just I just have him have the there would just be one WWE champion, you know. But if they're gonna continue to have two, Seth, sorry, it should be it should be Drew and and, and Cody. I'd also expect Cody to bring back the Wingy Winged Eagle title. Like he's he's teased that a lot. I think they'll bring back like the old school design or some sort of hybrid of that. And then also the one other thing we got to keep in mind is Damian priest. still carrying this briefcase around. No one
3: needs to keep that in mind. They don't, they forgot about him. So, well, the only reason I say that is because
4: like come WrestleMania, I brought this up before, but like, that would be a, a, I don't think they're going to do this, but that would be an out that they would have in the tag team match with, you wouldn't have to have Seth and Cody or Roman and rock lose night one. If Damian came out and cashed the briefcase in. I don't think it's a good idea necessarily. It's it's a good idea to keep anybody from getting pinned in that match heading into night two. In that way, in that sense, it's a good idea. But like, Damian just seems this isn't even his fault. But he it's the booking. But he seems you know ten notches below the level of everyone else we're talking about right now. Like you got you got the whole group of people we're 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 discussing, and then it feels like you know tenth down the list is is Damian Priest holding the guaranteed title shot. Um, so they got to kind of figure that out too. Like maybe Damian priest, you know, comes out night one wins the title from Seth Rollins. Then it's like, but
3: Uh the problem with that is they're doing elimination chamber on Saturday. The winner of elimination chamber gets title shot against Seth, which is probably going to be night two, which is probably going to be drew. You're not beating Seth night one. And then you're doing drew and Damian night two. You're not (coughs) doing that.
4: I guess I was thinking triple threat, but there would be no reason for Seth to, like, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't automatically get, like, a rematch, right? Once again, these aren't good, these are just, like, spitballing ideas because of the situation we're in, because I don't think that even, like, I don't think even a month ago, the plan was the Rock and Roman as a tag team against Seth and Cody night one. I think it was Rock versus Roman WrestleMania, and they were going to skip Cody till later. I mean, so... I don't know. I mean, per- honestly, personally, I'd like Damien Priest just to lose the briefcase. Like, just, I just I, don't even want that even like as a thought. All right. Right now,
3: honestly, I don't think Priest is getting involved at all night one. Maybe he does something night two. Maybe if Seth beats Drew night two, which I don't think should happen, I think Drew should win. Maybe Priest cashes in off of that. I don't think he's getting involved at all night one. I think you're, you're beating, I think you're beating Rock or, cody rock makes sense because he can take a loss he's not the full-time guy he's not a champion he's not likely wrestling night two like the other three are and you can tell a story off of a rock loss you can tell the story of roman basically cast aside the rock of like you lost so my my vision for this you're not gonna like it jensen but that's okay Seriously. my vision for it is Rock loses night one. Cody pins him night one. Okay. Roman beats Cody night two. Sorry, but Roman beats Cody night two. And then rock kind of continues to show up every now and again, but Roman and Roman's on a part-time schedule at this point. Um, But eventually as the, the months go, go on into the year, like rock just kind of a little shady towards things. And Roman's not very trusting of him. And they eventually jumped the rock out of the bloodline. It's like you almost, you came back and you nearly ruined everything. You almost let this Cody Rhodes, who I beat the year before you let him beat you at WrestleMania. You, you let him infiltrate us. You let him get in your head. You almost cost everything I'd built up for the past three years by coming back. So you can pander to the crowd and make it seem like you were part of the family, but you were never part of the family. You The things you did I did twice over in WWE I took this company to new heights Billion dollar deals All this kind of stuff So that's setting up Rock and Roman At Mania next year I don't know what Cody's doing I'm not worried about Cody in this scenario Sorry But that yeah. that's one mm-hmm. scenario I see Cody losing night one Is another scenario That has him win night two If he loses night one You do some more shenanigan interference because they love that or the rock pens cody and that sets up maybe rock and cody a saudi show SummerSlam. maybe it is a very long game for the rock and you're setting up rock and cody for mania next year and then rock and roman is a year after that i don't know if rock is thinking that long of a long game but it's something to think about if cody loses night one wins the title night two and then Rock can look at Roman like I beat this dude. I, I put him I served him up on a silver platter for you. And you you failed the family. That's going to turn Roman babyface and I think I don't know if they they're going to go Roman Rock babyface what the dynamic is there. Um but that's another scenario is Cody losing night 1. I don't see Seth or Roman losing night 1. I don't think either of those makes sense.
4: Yeah, I mean, every scenario you just laid out, I think is is possible. It's just hard for me to think. Even though The Rock's involved again, and he's like a part owner of the company and everything. <clears throat> excuse me. I think that uh, it's tough to like. I think you could plan out for next year. I think you could plan Rock and Roman for next year. But like planning two WrestleManias out with The Rock, like with so much stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a little <laughs>
3: much. Yeah,
4: but. I do think that we'll get Rock versus Cody one on one at some point for sure, whether it's WrestleMania or a big Saudi show or something. I I, I do agree with that. Um, and there's a lot of ways they can go with the Night One tag team match because of that reason. Like I'm not necessarily upset with the idea of Cody losing Night One if he wins Night Two. I definitely can't see him lose Night One and then also lose Night Two. Roman, like, I don't know should, why you do that?
3: Roman should stack Seth and Cody Night One and then just pin Cody Night Two. Just beat all these dudes. Oof. Knowledge.
4: Well, the other thing is, you know, and I, this is kind of say this a little bit more for the AEW spotlights, but I mean, I also get nervous, even just the idea of the two nights when, I mean, last night, Hangman looked like he went down with an ankle injury, potentially like that looked, that looked pretty nasty. And like, that's, you know, their, their pay-per-views coming up very soon. Um, and It's like. You know, that kind of stuff worries me, too. Like, two-night WrestleManias there's still, like, a few weeks before WrestleMania. People can get hurt. Like, things can change. I, I don't... It's to be really smart and really, really... Uh, I think I'd, i think I'd just be really careful with Cody, especially Cody and Roman making sure that they get to their match on night two. Night one should be safe, Roman's knock the, on
3: wood, because they're not Roman's not, be not wrestling. Roman's not wrestling between now and WrestleMania.
4: No, I'm talking about even night one of WrestleMania, though. Like, okay. you still have that match, but then again, like they should be able to do it in a way that like those four guys shouldn't have to do hardly anything in that match. Like it's going to be like a, like a rock, like a rock versus Hogan type atmosphere. I feel like we're like, they could just all be in the ring together and like looking at the crowd and stuff. And like the people are just going to be going nuts. Like the the rock barely has to wrestle at all on night one. He just has to make it into the ring. Here's the
3: thing, you know, Seth and Cody are going to go out there and certainly Seth, Cody to a lesser extent. They're gonna be idiots. They're gonna go out there and they're gonna they're gonna work real as they should. Honestly, I'm not saying they're wrong for doing this. I think Rock even is gonna go out there and like really try his best to just do everything he can or what he's capable of uh, in in night one because who knows when he's gonna wrestle again. But Seth yeah. and Cody are definitely gonna go out there to put on one of the best tag team matches they they possibly can. I'm in agreement with you of like that the moment itself and the atmosphere itself is going to be able to take over and you can probably get away with doing the minimum, but they're all going to go out there. And I think Seth to the biggest extent, because he's never really headlined WrestleMania and this is a big shot for him. And he knows it, even though he's coming off of a knee injury, he's going to go out there and he's going to, he's going to work a Seth Rollins match.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think he'll definitely, especially if he's going to be losing night two. Like he knows he's going to be losing the title the next night, and he might take some time off and like heal some of these you know nagging injuries and stuff that he's been dealing with. Like so, he yeah, he he'll probably just go all out, blaze of glory on at WrestleMania, um, and also help Cody retain in the or sorry, not retain, help Cody win in the main event of night two. I think unless unless Seth turns, which that would be devastating and i I think it'd be a bad move too because he's so over as a a baby face right now i wouldn't turn him Um,
3: so what did you think of the rocks promo on smackdown because a lot of people were you know looking for the easter (laughs) eggs of oh rock pointed at roman and said i'm gonna ensure you lose and he's looking over at Roman and pointing to him. He, he did the, you know, acknowledge with the the L instead of the real acknowledgement. People are looking at the Easter eggs there. Um, so what what did you think of the promo overall? Did you think he was dropping some hints? Rock's talk about the long game. We just booked a scenario. Rock Roman WrestleMania next year. Rock Cody potentially WrestleMania next year. We're looking two years out for long game, Mr. Long Game here. What would you think of it? Well, I'll say this first off: if they do Rock and Roman next year at
4: WrestleMania, it shouldn't be for the title. Like, yes, it, should. it shouldn't, it shouldn't be for the title. But, but if if we, <clears throat> but I, I do think that we're gonna get that match next year. I really do think we're gonna get Rock and Roman one on one next year. So it's really just a matter of like when they want to have the two of them really going at odds. I think that I think on on SmackDown, well, first of all, like just seeing the Rock in like kind of like the old school dress shirt material like like a hybrid of that with the vest that he used to like i like how much he's he's leaning into the you know rocky sucks the old school you know the rock that we used to know from like the corporation and stuff i or like you know even the nation a little bit he's like he's 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 like got this like hybrid of like his like heel personas all together right now which i think that's actually really cool um probably maybe to a degree that, that they can use later on, even if they didn't mean to the rock doing that thing with his hand with, with that, instead of that, I feel like that was just a mistake. I don't think there was anything like, I think he just didn't, I don't think he was thinking, I think he just put his hand up like that. And some, you know, when people give like the middle finger and stuff, everyone, it always looks different. You know, some people tuck their, their thumb in sometimes some people don't and stuff, you know, they cool. like, you know.
3: got that one, I got that. Yes. One. Yeah. I, I
4: do that. Yeah. But like, you know, there's plenty of people who do that or whatever you know what i mean like it's all gonna look a little bit different i think that he just put his hand up you know and like but everyone's like reading really into it (laughs) but they also could use it later on if they wanted to and and like use that as a thing as like an easter egg um is it her with zarian in the chat said uh rock shorting bullet club and he's going Mm -hmm. to njpw (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's it he was holding up the hangman that was a shout out to hangman page um but uh yeah i i don't don't know i like. i like i'll I'll say this i like the rock's heel promo i like that he's aligned officially with the bloodline but it's obviously a matter of time before him and roman are you know at each other and like they're they're gonna build for a one-on-one match between the two of them like like we've said before like that's what they were going to do this year i'm confident like that that was going to be the match this year the rock came back and he was like all right, like this is the time is now, like I'm back, like let's just do it right now. And then like the, the Cody support was way too strong. And they were like, well, we can, we can wait till next year. The rocks, the rocks still going to be the rock next year, you know? So we'll just do it next year. You know?
3: I I think even if they weren't trying to do Easter eggs, they will make something out of it at some point, depending on which way they go with the story. My theory is that rock just doesn't watch the product. And that's why he didn't know Cody was, as hot as he was. And he's just like, oh, I'm just going to come back and get this match. It'll be fine. He has no idea how Roman does the, the finger pointing. So he's like, mm-hmm. yes, this is, this is how we do it. Right. I, I just think rock has no idea what's going on in the world. Though to be, he just came back. He's like, I'm gonna be a rock. It's gonna be great. And then he realized, Oh wait, there's actually a baby face. Who's like super over that the crowd wants. <laughs> and now we've got to change everything. And now we just got to make something out of nothing. I do think we're going to get rock and Roman. At some point, I do think Rock's going to be the baby face because I, I think he wanted to come back and be cheered. I don't think he wanted to come back and be heel rock. It's easy for him. He's slipped right into it. It's his promo was, and this is another point of not watching the product. He's like, Oh, Cody just wants a rematch. He got beat. It doesn't work like that. If the NFC, if the 49ers, they got beat by the chiefs. They don't just get a rematch. <clears throat> well, if the 49ers win the NFC title game again next year. Like Cody won the rumble. They do kind of just get a rematch in the Super Bowl. So (laughs) he just completely disregarded the Rumble stuff, which, yeah, on one hand, you can say, well, Rock's not watching the product, which is my theory. On the other hand, it's just like, well, he's just getting the heat on himself and bloodline and making Cody out to be look like a fool or making Cody out to make it look like he didn't earn it. He's just asking for this. So we're sympathetic towards Cody. Which is very possible. And I do think Rock is smart enough to understand what he's doing out there. But again, I think Rock was coming back as a baby face. He wanted to be cheered. He thought he was going to be been cheered. There was a bigger baby face than him. He's had to go heal Rock. He's doing a great job with it, but this was not the original plan. <clears throat> I agree. I
4: agree with everything you just said. I um I the 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 comparison he gave with like the NFL was was so weird because like you just said it it just didn't make sense and it also discredits like the one thing that we still don't know that hasn't been fully explained to my knowledge and they probably won't because like it's kind of unexplainable is Cody specifically saying that he was not taking a shot at Wrestlemania my goalpost has changed I so like that's the one thing where Cody does look weird because like he did win the Royal Rumble he did earn his rematch to call a shot after the Royal rumble. He's in the ring <clears throat> pointing at Roman Roman's standing up and the two of them are looking at each other and yelling at each other. And Seth Rollins is sitting down in his press box. Cause he knows, he knows he's been boxed out of this scenario because Cody's going to choose Roman. And then the next thing we know, Cody's talking about, "I I still want that title from you just not at WrestleMania. And then the next time we hear from him, he's like, screw that. I want my shot at WrestleMania. So, like in that sense, The Rock is kind of right. As from like the, you know, you had your chance. No takesy backsies. Like, why, like you know what I mean. Like you, you, gave it to me, and now you you want it back. But
3: it's uh. I think I think yeah, the biggest ahead. explanation for Cody is.
1: But see, Cody, he's an idiot. He's uh, uh, just an. Uh, just
3: an idiot. <laughs> well, but. <laughs>
4: But they, but you can go with the. It's like heavily implied, kind of that the idea here. I, I feel like is when the Rock and the and Cody, when the Rock and the Cody I almost said that when the Cody, uh, when when he uh, when they when they met when he got the counseling or whatever from from the Rock and decided to hand it off to the Rock when he did. You can run it back, and I think we've talked about this on the show a little bit in in past weeks. You can run it back a little bit, and Cody can be like when we made that agreement for me to take my shot later on i i didn't realize you were joining roman like obviously my plans have changed just... he's an idiot <sighs> well we're going to get a, a whole co- a whole cody army of people coming out and helping him at wrestlemania and as long as he finishes this now there's still a the chance like you said there's still a the chance roman just straight up beats cody at wrestlemania I but see. i just feel like that is the just especially right now like i mean i'm not gonna get into all this too bad too much but like i'm just gonna this, like the cena stuff on howard stern like like you like you need a a good guy face of your company right now like see like that was a bad look yesterday for cena like i' i'm sorry like i don't know why he why he answered the questions the way he did i i, I get his loyalty to vince i understand the position he's in but at the same time i'm it's, it's, it was disappointing as a Cena fan because it sounded like it was like the Triple H type of answers. And I'm over here like, Cody can answer these questions way better than these people can, which is crazy to me. But like when you're in this position where like John Cena's bad look recently, Brock's, you know, terrible look recently. There's like all these people at the top of the show that like have been the faces of their company. And Hogan, obviously, like his recent history and stuff being a former face of the company. You can even look into, I don't even want to throw him out of the bus. You can look at uh, the past of Steve Austin. He's had some stuff that like were terrible looks in his past as well. And it's like, you just don't have that with Cody and you're not going to. Like, it's like, it's the safest. But you
3: don't have that with Roman.
4: No, 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 Either. you don't, but you don't. I, I, I'm I, not. Let, thank you for saying that. I don't want that to even be implied that I'm lumping Roman into this at all. I'm not. I'm just saying that like there, it's time for a new top good guy in the company. And like. It's Cody and you don't have to worry about any well, of the yes with
3: him. I'm going to just kind of troll you a little bit now. Cody's already the face though. It, why does he need the title to continue to be this person? Because then
4: what, because otherwise what's the point? Like, why would anybody want to be a professional wrestler that, I mean, I know the money and stuff. I get that. But like what, and, and even in k why would anybody want to be the face of the company, but can't be the, the champion? That doesn't make any sense. Like, especially saying? in a, especially in a business where the titles are, are quote unquote fake. Like you're deciding who carries the championships and who's the face of your company. The face of the company and the world's champion usually coincide with one another. It's usually either the, same per, it's either the same person, especially with two world champions on the same company. So like, if you're Cody Rhodes, I think that would make him sounding like an even bigger idiot if he was like, I mean, here here's the thing. I, like I've said that myself that like Cody's already won. The Cody fans have already won, even if he yeah. isn't the champion. I agree with, I do, and I do stand by that because, like, when you see him, you know, calling out for people in the crowd who are blind to walk up and get a hug from him and you you see all the stuff, he wants to do all the make-a-wishes and all the, like, Cody wants to be that guy, whether he's the champion or not, but <laughs> then, then why not have him be the world champion? Like, another thing is Roman's had this thing for long enough. It isn't, this isn't like a, Roman hasn't had his chance. He's had this title for, you know, a thousand plus days or whatever and like at some point someone else has to it's someone else's turn eventually and like they're just oh there's there's no better opportunity than cody right now it's to be. That nobody
3: guy. it's not his turn you don't get turns like it's basketball it's like oh it's your turn to shoot the ball now the best player keeps taking the most shots roman reigns is the best player He's gonna keep taking the shots. Well, I'd see then. That's where I'd sort of disagreeing, right? Well, I'd agree
4: with the best player takes the shots thing for sure, but I think that Cody's the best player also because people could even look at Roman's title, even especially the last year. But I mean, most of his title run storyline wise has been super entertaining for the most part. The it, Roman's a very I mean, he's a great athlete. The guy played for my Minnesota Vikings briefly. Like I mean, school Vikings. But I'm just saying, like. Most of the time, at the end of a Roman Reigns title match, people are complaining about how about the finish. They're always like, yeah, the match was, like, okay. Or sometimes it isn't. Sometimes the matches are really boring, to be honest. Sometimes he just goes out there and, like, walks around in circles for, like, a half hour, it seems like. And then, like, the bloodline gets involved, and then he pins someone, and that's it. Cody, I I think Cody legitimately is the best. He might not be, like box by box like the best talker the best wrestler the best this the best that but i think collectively he's like if you were to give him an ea score like does he does
3: he get a higher score than roman or not i don't even know do they i mean if you're gonna go go by these 2k ratings he's got a lower score than rhea ripley so you don't put the world title on rhea ripley
4: that's a that's a little
3: different but why you're using 2k ratings here jensen
4: Is she the highest rated person in the game?
3: Roman's rating hasn't been revealed. I assume Roman will be Roman's the highest. Roman's going to be the highest. Person. Roman's going to yeah. be the high.
4: He's got to yeah. be. And listen, I don't, I'm not mad with Rhea, but like, it's also like, it's like, it's a, what's the word? It's um, relative, right? Because it's like Rhea, I can see Rhea as being, there's a pretty big gap between Rhea Ripley and like some of like the lower tiered women, I feel like in the WWE, the higher tiered women are in like a different league. Like you have like your Rhea's, Bailey's uh, Becky's Becky. EO like and there's a big group of uh, B- Bianca like there's a lot of really 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 good women in the WWE but then there's a there's like someone a drop off in some senses you just don't I don't know that's I guess my biggest difference would be like I think Rhea Ripley is like way better than like some of these other women on the show Cody it's maybe the gaps a little bit closer between him and some of the others that's all I can think about is why you, like, you'd have Rhea above. Cody on the on the rankings, but real rules though. Like I'm not, I'm, I love Rhea Ripley, so I, I'm not I'm not mad about that. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to cope also in my mind of like I'm trying I'm trying to come up with with scenarios because now the more that I think about it, I'm like there's probably ten or fifteen women that would be right now that are like awesome. So like I'm, 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 my my argument is probably not even that good to be honest. And then the other thing is I've seen people talking about women main eventing WrestleMania. <coughs> I. I don't think that you should like specifically reserve WrestleMania for anybody, like regardless of gender, because I think you could also have a scenario where like women main event both nights one year, like it just depends on who the women are, right, and who and, and what the stories are. I'll say this: I, I, I think Bailey should like Bailey. I think has earned the right to main event one of the WrestleMania nights, but like with The Rock coming back, The Rock's just going to supersede everything, no matter who you are. So I just want to put I, that out there too.
3: I think the women they lost their main event spot the moment CM Punk came back like that. That was going to be, I think Rollins and Punk was going to main event night one. Yeah. You now punks injury happened. So maybe there was a shot that Becky Aria or or Bailey and EO would get that spot. But then rock was back basically before punk, uh, before punk <laughs> even got hurt. Cause he came back day one. I, you know, we didn't know if he was going to wrestle that night. Or not. But then that kind of pulled... Like, Rock was always going to headline one of these nights. I don't know what the plan would have been, though, if Punk got hurt and they were going to go with Rock and Roman. Like, what would have been the night one? <clears throat> Seth and Drew? Like, Cody, Seth, and Drew? Like, I don't know. Maybe then the women would have had an argument. I think the moment Punk came back, though... And I don't know if this is necessarily... Like, people can... Blame punk, but Seth is also kind of earned that main event spot. Yeah, he's never had it technically. Like, he's I think when punk came back, it was more a gesture to Seth than hey, we're gonna give punk this spot. It was more I, like Seth, we want you to have this because I think Seth is <coughs> gonna win that match.
4: You think Seth was gonna beat punk? WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah, I, I that would have been really, really cool. I, obviously, I would have wanted that to happen. And and I think you're I think you're totally right about that too, which is kind of interesting and kind of ironic when you think about it. Because let's just say hypothetically speaking, Punk coming back, it was supposed to be Punk versus Rollins night one of WrestleMania. But CM Punk's this is this is good old Phil contradicting himself all the time because CM Punk would have signed simultaneously been the guy who was going to main event WrestleMania, but he's also complaining that Bailey isn't main eventing WrestleMania.
3: You know what I mean? Like you can just never win with this guy. Well, I so, don't think he was complaining about Bailey not. He was complaining after he'd gotten hurt. You right, know? but I'm, but I'm saying, but like
4: in hindsight, like, right? You know what I mean? Like, would like would he be advocating for Bailey if he was still in the mix, or what? You know what I mean? Like, probably not. I just feel like he just, Punk's just like, he's just like that. Like, it's I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to, it's hard for me to explain. But it just seems like anyway. But I, but the other thing is too. I think that there. I think there was a possibility if it was if even if it wasn't Bailey. I think that there was a chance they were going to do maybe Rhea and Becky, main event. I think be-
3: I think Becky and Rhea was going to main event over Bailey anyway. I think that was going to be the bigger choice because they've been setting that up, teasing it for a while, even just like li- little backstage confrontations, and then they've gone really full bore with it over the past month or so. Um, but I mean Bailey and EO, that's been a story that's really has been told since the form of damage control when, when SummerSlam, yeah. like, yeah, they were aligned, but you've seen the story progress since then. That's a worthy main event match. It's again, it's not going to get it, but it's certainly a very worthy main event match. And it is, yeah. you know people last year was the debate with Charlotte and, and Rhea should that have been vented over the tag team match. Um, I don't think it should have uh, Charlotte. It, is made it known she wasn't thrilled with that because her argument was, "Hey, you win the Royal Rumble, you should get one of the main event spots." And I, I see people in the chat saying like they can fix a lot of it, which is the wording. Hey, if they just said like the winner of the Royal Rumble gets a title shot at WrestleMania, not necessarily a main event at WrestleMania, I think that would fix a lot of things. Because now, for the second straight year, you're taking out a, a woman who won the, the Royal Rumble, and she's not getting. A main event spot and I do think that is A little disappointing and that's a little Unfair to the women I've always Said that this story is what Should matter And unfortunately for the women here Even though they've Becky and Rhea Has been building Bailey and Io has been building They've They've got the rock and The rock ain't opening A Wrestlemania It's just right. not gonna happen but I think yeah. If you're looking at just story Bailey and Eo is the, the best story. And
4: I, I agree with you know I agree with that. And and I want to stress this. I think that I think that both Eo and Bailey are fantastic. I think they're two of the best performers of, of either gender that WWE has. So like I have no problem with them being a main advantage. It's just this year. Not <laughs> unlucky. You know, it's just unlucky timing with every everything else going on. Now, at the same time, for years, for a long time, especially since there's been two champions. On not just like recently but like years ago this happened for a long time people forget you know like people would win the royal rumble they'd choose a champion they didn't necessarily main event wrestlemania like they would call it a wrestlemania main event but they wouldn't be the last match on wrestlemania still um so this isn't really necessarily new but when you have two royal rumbles and you have two nights of wrestlemania and you're still marketing the winner of each wrestlemania of each royal rumble match main events wrestlemania yeah all you have to do is just stop saying that just say the winner of each royal rumble gets to choose their the champion they want to wrestle at wrestlemania problem solved you did not say you don't say the word main event one time and then you know eventually you start promoting the one you choose as the actual main event for each show you know leading up to it but um but yeah i, I think we're it's probably a good unless you got anything else to add that's probably a good a good stopping point on WWE right now i mean we're all we're in a lot of ways. We're in the kind of the same boat we were in last week with, with Cody, except he's taking the L to drew now. But once again, I don't really have a problem with that because it's drew and the way that it was done. The rock did this. Yeah. So the rock, uh, Andy,
3: Andy says those were all numbers in houses. Cody's been the biggest star in the spot for a couple months. We'll suck so bad when we lose, get ready, acknowledge your travel chief. That's all I'm saying.
4: No, no, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna win Then we can all, like I've said, when when so many of your heroes have been put into this into this light, you know, and I don't want to lump all of them together, and there's some some offenses are way worse than others. I trust me, that's a whole other conversation in itself. But so many of our heroes, as professional wrestling fans, from the management to the the top people to some of the biggest wrestling names, a lot of them have been up being disappointing in a lot of ways. Um, even Cena, like I said, the stuff he said in Hardcore, I wasn't really happy with, but it also doesn't like take away all the Make a Wishes and all the other stuff. That's a tough spot as a Cena fan. To, it's disappointing in a lot of ways, but like you just don't have to worry about this with Cody. Like and like, he, like it's just he's your he's your guy. He's the face of your company. He's he's healthy. He's in his prime. I feel like I mean you all know how I feel. It, it, Cody should just he should be the champion after you know coming out of WrestleMania, and and I think when you're selling out seven thousand. 7,000 seat house shows based on Cody mainly. That's, that's what, what more do you need?
3: You don't have to worry about it with your travel chief either. Uh,
4: over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows.
3: AEW spotlight, AEW Dynamite last night. Uh, thankfully, we had a, a, a good show, a tremendous show, one of the best shows Ever, I was trying to make a joke about like a lot better than collision this week because, you know, there was no collision. <laughs> <Right>. um, <coughs> Wardlow's promo. That got a lot of people talking. Yeah. Wardlow came out and showed some fire. He said, you know, I've beaten all these people you've looked up to, the people who are better than you, whose body is still failing him. Or I guess that was a shot at MJF, then a shot at CM Punk. Like, I've destroyed all these guys. Now I'm coming. I'm going to take this title. He's going to be in something called Meat Madness which is a play on March Madness at AEW Revolution. What'd you make of this Wardlow promo, Jensen? I So
4: this was the best promo Wardlow's ever cut, for sure. Like, hands down, not even close. Um, there were parts of it that were a little goofy and didn't like... But it, but once he started getting cooking a little bit, I was like, I started, I started respecting what he was doing out there. I'll preface this by saying, and I, I've talked about it in previous weeks, the Undisputed Kingdom is lame as fuck. Like like i'm like i've no no losing Those no yeah, losers there's,
3: there's no there's no you should form a group with cody Rhodes. Okay, <laughs>
4: there but this the undisputed kingdom like i will say this matt taven showed out the other week like like he had he was more i've been watching matt taven for like two decades and like that that, that was the most interested i've been in him ever was the other week when he went over the top row through a table head first um Mike Bennett, I've never been huge on. Um, I, I don't I, I like him as a human being, but I, I just have never been <clears throat> that impressed by him. You know, he's been in every company and it's always just kind of kind of just is what it is. I've never been huge on him. Adam Cole, I love. I think Adam Cole's fantastic, but he's hurt and the timing of them doing this whole group with him being the leader of it is awful timing to do this, the way that they're doing it. I've loved Roderick Strong forever as well, but like and I imagine he'll probably beat Orange Cassidy for the international championship, but like maybe he's the only one in this group that like, I got, I don't know, but that's all. Once again, to say that was my mindset coming into it. and Wardlow I've talked about before, how just lame he's gotten. And, and somehow I was like, I don't know. I've, I've ever seen anybody lose their personality based on losing a man bun before, but like <laughs> somehow that happened with him. Like he cut his man bun and he became like generic instantly. Um, but <clears throat> you know, I don't think there's much they can do to get me interested in Taven or Bennett, no matter what they do. they the ROH hurt.
3: Tag Team Champions!
4: Right. Cole, Cole is hurt, so like... And they're just waiting for MJF to get back in a lot of ways, probably for him and MJF to go at it. So like, Wardlow... <laughs> Wardlow was in like a no-man's land again all of a sudden. It was like, he, he was already lost in the mix in other groups, he'd been a part of like the Pentacle, He was already lost in the mix after you know beating MJF. And he was, lo- he's just been lost in the mix. And then he's in this other group where I felt like, Oh, he's lost in the mix again. Like he's, he's the enforcer of a lame ass group. Now, like this isn't good for Wardlow. The smartest thing they could have done was exactly what happened last night, him coming out by himself and just talking about everyone he's beat up. And then when you look at the list, you're like, Oh shit. He's you're, you're, you're kind of making a point here, like CM Punk, the he real lost. world champion.
3: He lost to CM Punk, but he beat him down really good before the he MJF lost. Big deal that he beat him down really good. He still lost. That's like saying, "Oh, we did we did great in this basketball game. You know, we put up we put up the most points ever put up against this great elite defense. We put up 150 points against the best defense in the league." Well, you lost 152 to 150. Who cares that you put up 150 points against the best defense? You lost.
4: But it's the injuries we're talking about. It's the it's the it's the residual of the beatdown. That's the win for Wardlow. Is that punk is still hurt right now.
3: And What's he's he gonna play claim. He's not the stuff with punk I don't care about because he's not gonna feud with punk. He's taking a shot at punk, which is fine, but punk's not there. Like
4: Right, well, no, okay. but it's also just a small part of this. Like Punk, I'm of the first name I'm mentioning. Like he has sure. wins over Samoa Joe, who you mentioned, who is the current world champion, MJF, who was the former world champion. He destroyed MJF. There's like plenty of people that Wardlow has beaten that are still in the company. Just the CM Punk thing is a, is an icing on the cake because of you know because he was able to put the jab out on him like that. Yeah. And, but 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 my but the reason that, that that's all important is because when you look at it on paper. And here's the other thing, Wardlow isn't, he's not even bad in the ring, they just, just, it's just, it's been his booking, I honestly don't even have a problem with Wardlow, like, every now and then he whips out, like, the dude can do, like, shooting stars and moonsaults and stuff, and like, he does the Swanton all the time, the Swanton, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's super athletic, he just doesn't really show it much, because most of the time he's out there just doing powerbomb symphonies, and like, that got really old, um, but when you know, I was I was there live at his at his match against Cody in the steel cage in Atlanta a couple years ago. I think that was Wardlow's first, maybe his first AEW match. Or if not, it was like his first big AEW match.
3: Yeah, and his first big one. And
4: and, and he, he, lost. he looked he looked, he lost, but he, he he looked good in that match, though. It was like really promising. It was like, oh, this and and he even said it in the promo last night, he's like, I'm a day one AEW guy who was being built as I mean the the We'll just save for what it is. He was being built as their Batista. He was, he was the Batista to, to MJF's triple H and he broke out from that. And from there, he should have the trajectory. Like had, had, had the pandemic not happened the way that it did. I'm not blaming Tony Khan and, and stuff for this, but like <clears throat> had, had WWE not lost guys like Danielson, Adam Cole, had CM Punk not been available and all this stuff. Wardlow probably already would have been the AEW world champion by now, based on the trajectory and who was available on the roster at the time. But because of just a whole mix of stuff happening, he just keeps getting pushed back and back and back. What I would do if I was him, now granted, there's there's a story there that they've been trying to build in the Undisputed Kingdom that Wardlow will win the championship what, for them. And then, I guess, hand it off to Adam Cole or something. I don't know. If I was Wardlow, I'd get out of this group as fast as possible. I would, I would build on that promo that he, that he said last night. I would go solo again and just start trying to kick people's asses and get, get, get your way to the championship. Keep cutting good promos like you did last night. But there's no, there's no point in him being in this Undisputed Kingdom group because the group sucks. Like the group's, the, group's, the group's actually holding people back, which is hilarious to think about considering how long it took to build the group and reveal the group. And now I'm already at a point where like they need to get anyone involved in this. That's good. Needs to get out of this immediately because it's a it's it, this is a quicksand. This is a quicksand storylining group like this isn't. Would you agree, Jeremy, based on like how long they built that group in the big reveal at the pay-per-view and all this stuff? What what rating out of 10 would you give the, the Undisputed Kingdom as a stable right now?
3: Oh, it hasn't been good at all I mean we've talked crazy right like like think about that
4: though that was your big story for like half a year in the it sucks
3: you know it it didn't help that one Cole was hurt two MJF was gone after that like they, they couldn't immediately follow up with MJF um I don't think they did themselves any favors with that opening promo where they basically cut off Wardlow immediately of like he's gonna win the title and then give it to us but we respect him I never liked that no. opening promo i much preferred I never liked Wardlow in the group um, anyway if that was how they were gonna treat him if he was gonna be like we're gonna we respect him we love him he's gonna win the title and he's gonna show why he is a dominant force in AEW cool I'm fine with that Right. But they immediately telegraphed the turn, or they immediately disregarded him as being some type of big deal because they were like, He's gonna win the title and then just give it up to us, and that's gonna be that. Like, it, it never made sense to me, uh, why they would do that, but uh, yeah, they, yeah, it, it was disregarded pretty quickly with him. I did like the promo last night. Um, I, this is who Wardlow probably always should have been. The the stuff with, like, yeah, he was set up to be Batista to, to MJF's Triple H. What really screwed that over, the pandemic a little bit, the big signings a little bit. What really screwed that over was MJF just losing <coughs> how he lost the Double or Nothing and then not selling it at all. Like, he got stretchered out, but then he decided to cut the, the shoot promo and call Tony Khan a fucking mark and then go away off television. And then Wardlow was lost twiddling his thumbs for however long. They tried to heat him up with the TNT title, but that just wasn't for him because they'd made that a workhorse title and Wardlow, no offense. He's not like that workhorse type of guy. He's a guy who should be in there just wrecking dudes. And that's what they like attempted to do. It just didn't work with the title. It was, they had no clue what to do with him, And now they've, they did this promo, which is great. What's the follow up to this? going to be because this was a great promo. How much of this great promo was Tony Khan said it before the show went on the air last night. A lot of changes had to be made to the show last night. Um A lot of changes, injuries, other stuff. Like, I don't know all that was detailed. I'm sure we'll get stuff, but like there had to be changes made to the show was Wardlow's promo. Just like, Hey, go out there, cut a promo. And then we'll just not really talk about it the following week or next week. Like, how much of it was it that and how much of it do they have an actual follow-up because we know we're getting to revolution with swerve and hangman and joe what's coming after that is adam cole going to be healthy by then when does mjf come back what happens after revolution who's going to be in a position challenge for the title like what's the follow-up going to be
4: yeah that's that's the the million dollar question like what what will they do to follow this up and you're you're totally right about the mjf stuff like like that did really hurt Wardlow massively because like he beat MJF, and then the next thing we know, MJF is the biggest baby face in the company. So it's like they'd almost like just erased everything Wardlow did because now people like MJF and like they're like, you know, the whole thing was him destroying MJF and getting rid of MJF, but people wanted him back as a babyface, So um that definitely that definitely hurt Wardlow. I, I a part of me hopes that they just like, and this would be really cool for Wardlow if this was the case. Like if they did have to rewrite the show and make last second decisions and just gave him a microphone and was like, dude, you got five minutes, like just this is your shot. Like get get everything off your chest right now. Like, and, and if and if it works, we're gonna push you again. Like, maybe if that like if that was like all Wardlow coming out there and speaking from the heart, like that was keep doing more of that, you know. That's that's what's gonna keep Wardlow over. Is like I want to hear him talking like this. That he was more relatable and and i could get behind more like based on that one promo than the last few years of his of his run on television just that one that one speech he made last night made me believe way more in it than than
3: i have in a long time here's what Wardlow should do to adam cole (laughs)
4: what what, what movie is that from mac and me (laughs) i've never seen that oh my gosh is that that's a comedy or is that supposed to be like actually like dramatic
3: i've never seen the full clip shutdowns versus jerry Rudd. paul rudd does uh he did this bit on every time he was on conan uh you know you go on these talk shows to like promote your show and everything and so paul rudd every time he's on conan He's like oh we got a clip from the movie and he's like yeah let's play the clip from my new movie whatever and they would just play this one clip this this mac and B clip every single time probably just got us demonetized but that's whatever. so Worth funny it. i've
4: never <laughs> seen that clip before that's that's a good one yeah they can just roll roll mj <laughs> or roll uh, adam cole right on his wheelchair right off the cliff oh, yeah God. <laughs> that's a good clip that's a good that's a good clip Oh, man! <laughs> oh, we can move on to another AEW topic. I, but I'll yeah. say, yeah, once, once again, oh, we'll get the super chat. But yeah, yeah, shout out to Wardlow. I I, I legitimately uh, <laughs> thought he did a good job last night with the promo.
3: Shout out to Spare says, Perplexed that it took them two years to realize this is war is better than Wardlow's world. And then uh, Will chosen says, How is the group stronger when they were in the mask? Well, because, you know, they, they could go after MJF <laughs> the entire time. Because so you think. didn't know it was Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. Yeah. uh the other aw spotlight is daniel garcia and christian cage is official for revolution adam copeland is apparently not cleared after the concerto last week i assume that's storyline but maybe he is like hurt uh because it seems like they're they've had a few injuries right now you know hangman page uh, apparently had an ankle injury that we don't know quite how bad it is yeah, it's uh I saw somebody say that Meltzer reported it was a, a broken ankle okay you know, we'll, we'll find out more I assume today Melts the accurate lately so it's probably that's probably it <laughs> um but Garcia and Christian I thought they I thought Garcia had a good promo last night Christian bringing up dead fathers uh bless that man he's a menace uh but look I think we're gonna get a great match at revolution and I think Daniel Garcia should win
4: oh yeah me too I will well. I say that I, I feel like he probably won't because they've done the this Christian versus Edge thing. It is never going to end. So, like, I feel like maybe Christian still needs to hold the title for longer so Edge can because, like, Edge. <coughs> excuse me, if I remember correctly, Edge won the TNT title right and then like lost it right away to Christian because Christian used Luchasaurus's Yeah. So I guess is the big moment still Edge winning the TNT title eventually from Christian? I don't know, but I obviously very much love the, uh, you know. It's such a, and I don't know how you feel about this. Cause you're like, you actually experienced this recently, but like the whole Christian's gimmick, it's such cheap heat, but it's so, it's so good as a heel. Like it just targets people with their, like, their dad dies and they target, he uses that as the, as the way to target them. Now I'll say this, if my dad passed away, from, like anytime, like, like now, I'd be like, it'd be hard for me to watch this. Cause I'd be like, dude, this is like so messed up. But as a fan of wrestling, Christian's never been more open. it's working and I love the way that Nick has joined him and stuff and now they're teasing like Garcia could join because basically just going after people with with dead dads and he's been doing that you know ever since the Jungle Boy feud and then even when you hear when you hear Sting cutting one of the best promos he's cut in his career last night and he's talking about his dad passing away the first thing everyone's thinking about is like what's Christian thinking like you know what I mean like but I I the only reason I said any of that is because it's, it's weird for me to say out loud that <laughs> that I thought the build... They did an immediately good build between De Garcia and Christian based on Christian coming out and calling out Garcia's dead dad. Like, I mean, it, it immediately, it's like... You know what I mean? Because, like, that's Christian's gimmick. And, like, Garcia falls into that category. So it's, like, immediately... But it's so weird that we're the, that that that's the gimmick. But it's 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 working. So like, I think the match is going to be great. Daniel Garcia has always been a fantastic in ring worker. I'll say this though, I'll keep it real. I have watched AEW recently with some people that aren't the biggest AEW fans or like haven't really kept up with the AEW product. Maybe to some that don't even watch that much wrestling. Every time they've seen Danny Garcia for the first time it starts off with a laugh because like his music and like the, the the Tron of him doing the dance and stuff they immediately don't take him seriously but then when I show it when they see him wrestle it changes they're like oh okay like never mind but like I don't know why they're doing this with him like why they've done like why they've made him so goofy with the the, the dance and the, the stuff like I know it's like it wasn't even over last night it was he did the thing and nobody cheered on the entrance ramp I was like what now this looks looks weird I, I i have a whole there's it would take me an hour to talk about all the things that i'm seeing right now in aew that i'm just like why are you doing this this way but like dana garcia should be taken seriously his even his pairing with daddy magic is weird although you have daddy magic versus the father christian now kind of in a way they're both Daddy. Yeah, that's yeah.
3: his dad right now
4: yeah but it's like i don't know i don't know why i just don't know why they've done this the way that they've done this with so many of these people but like
3: oh look garcia, they yeah, garcia yeah. garcia was always supposed to join blackpool combat club and then yes chris jericho and he should was, have yeah well chris jericho right he got in shows. the way of that yes yeah. um so yeah he he was supposed to join blackpool combat club i don't mind the the dancing i think it, i think more or less it is over people do pop for it there was a big discussion on on social media last week of like Oh, why is he dancing? Looks like a goof. It's like UFC fighters come out. They're bouncing around. Israel Adesanya's got this choreographed entrance every now and again. Like, it's fine. Then they go out there and they whoop ass. Like, it's okay. I don't, it's not a big deal to me because Garcia backs it up in the ring. So I, I got no issue with it. That's how he gets in his zone. That's his, that's his comfort spot right there. Um, I think he should win the title.
4: It seems like it isn't a comfort spot at all. It seems like he's trying to make us look like it's his cover spot. I feel nah, like in real like, life, Danny Garcia isn't walking around like that.
3: No, nah, he says that, like, he he does, though. Like, he, he says that, like, you know, he just busted it out one day, and it just became a thing. <laughs> he likes doing it. So I do think that is him. I think yeah, if okay. he didn't like doing it, he probably wouldn't. But I do think that is him. I'm looking forward to the match. I thought Christian bringing up the father certainly got the uh, uh the heat that, uh, that it needed to get as as you would expect for it but yeah it's good I'm, yeah yeah you should win and then i assume copeland comes back and like costs christian maybe i know people think that christian and copeland are going to team at some point i do think that happens at some point i just don't know maybe it doesn't cost christian maybe garcia wins and then garcia beats copeland and then copeland and christian have to unite against daniel garcia and that's the way you go Yeah,
4: I mean, I think think Christian will reunite again, for sure, at some point, probably in the near future. But once again, this this is just bigger problems that would take too long. But like the TNT title means nothing to me because they got enough championships. Like once it's off Christian, I'm not going to care about it. Christian's really the only reason I care about the TNT title at all. It's because of him carrying it and him being so entertaining as a heel right now. But like the second he loses that, like I love Daniel Garcia. I was a huge fan of his indie run and I've loved what he's done in AEW for the most part. My concern is more for like the, the more casual audience that like tunes into AEW and they're like, they see him for the first time and they're like, this is really goofy. Why is he doing this? And then they see him wrestle and it changes. But I, anyway, that's, I don't really need to like, that's enough that I can talk about with all that. I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm like that down on AEW either. Cause I'm not, it's just little things that I've noticed recently that I'm like, I don't know why they're, why they haven't pivoted or why they're still sticking with certain stuff when like clearly the, the right way would be to do something a little bit different, but no, that's just me. But I think that a Christian versus, uh, versus Garcia is going to be a good match and it would be cool to see Garcia win and be a huge win for him.
3: Cheesecake. The security guard's name is cheesecake. Just want to put that up. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He, he does. Like he does the dance. If you watch the logs or if you listen to a Garcia interview, you know, it's he, he does the dance. Okay. Yeah.
4: Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle.
3: TNA no surrender is tomorrow night for those still invested in TNA after everything that has happened. You excited for this show, Jensen?
4: Gee, I got to pull a card up. I actually need to, I thought we were going to go into the, the, the other, other topic first. So I was, oh, gonna, I was sorry, that's okay. I, it, it, was, it was never specified one way or another. Like I just, I just assumed which makes an ass out of you and me. It's okay. I got to pull up the, uh, Got to pull the card up here. Sorry, guys. TNA Wrestling. Moose and Alex
3: Shelley is headlining. Mustafa Ali against uh, Chris Sabin for the X Division title. Those are the two I know off the top of my head. Anything else? Uh, Josh Alexander and and Simon Koch. That's on there. Let's see. What else can I think of off the top of my head? Uh, Who are the tag team champions? ABC Um, against against Grizzled Young Vets, right? Oh, look at me. Look at me. Knockouts is Grace against Giselle Shaw, right? yep okay uh what what am I missing
4: you got moose and Shelley you got up, ABC yeah. versus vets you've yeah. got gosh versus Alexander uh you got Grace versus shaw MK versus ultra Taylor.
3: against uh,
4: decay for the Knockouts <clears> tag <throat> titles yep okay and then the only other thing that's on the actual show it looks like is PC overs con
3: okay look at that I got basically everything off the top of my head too I know my Tna I know my I know my impact wrestling.
4: Yeah, you, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. There's a, it looks like a pre show match with Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers versus Kashida okay. and Kevin Knight, um, <clears throat> which will actually be a banger. That'd be a good match. Um, but as far as stuff I'm looking forward to on the show, I mean, Moose and Al Shelley, we, we just saw. So I don't think Al Shelley's is going to win that title back right away. Um, so I'm a little less interested in that, I guess, than I would be for a different challenger. Um Jordan Risk versus Al-Shaw will be good. I'll leave versus Saban will probably be the best match on the show. That match yeah. that match is gonna be insane if they give it some, some time. The next division title. Um Alexander and Gotch could be interesting. We don't see a whole lot of Gotch. Yeah, you know, he, he worked pretty well in like the blood sport setting and stuff. Um uh I I heard it, I think it was an interview I heard from him not that long ago where he was talking about being frustrated in the WWE and like finally like like just kind of like, I don't know what the right word is. Like, did he, he shoot he, on
3: Enzo Amore?
4: Well, no. Yeah. Well, there's Well, <clears throat> I think I believe it was him that I heard in this interview. This was a, maybe a while back, but he basically said he wasn't happy with his position in the WWE. He, uh, he, he was he was kind of cut caught between like not being used and like being thinking he was going to get fired. So like, he really had nothing to lose. Finally, like just kind of sacked up and like walked into Vince's office and pitched him an idea. And he's like, Yeah, Vince seemed to love the idea, and I was fired two weeks later. <laughs> it's like, you know, like that's it's just kind of like the position some people get in the company. It's like you get caught in this in between. But Gotch was I thought with him with the Vod villains, they were actually a really good team. I feel like they were kind of underrated and underused personally. So I think Alexander versus Gotch will be an should be a good match. Um and I love Masha Slamovich, Killer Kelly, MK Ultra. Um, I think they'll have a good match with the with Decay. Um Decay, but once again, Decay beat them for the titles like. these are like rematches from the last pay-per-view so like you know i feel like they could kind of could have come up with like some new matchups but i guess that's one of my only critique
3: well i mean some people weren't available for tapings and then some people were you know nick nemeth their big signing to close hard to kill not on this show at all because he's in japan wrestling
4: right so kind of a weird but once again there's also it's it's a ple type or uh, not not a ple whatever you call it a premium a a impact plus show so this also isn't you know as high stakes as like an actual pay-per-view for them so it should be a good show um regardless of if i'm like soaked on the card or not the in-ring action will be good i like the performers involved um and as far as like predictions and stuff i just like really i imagine moose will retain G Y V might win the tag titles potentially, um, because it's a best out of three series. Um, I could see them maybe winning the tag titles and I think Jordan will retain. I'm really interested in that saving versus, uh, Mustafa. match. I think that's gonna be really, really good. I think that's gonna be the best match on the show.
3: Mustafa Ali might win that title. I don't know.
4: You, you could, you, I, you could see it happen. It just depends on how available he is to like defend yeah. it for sure. But, um, yeah, that, that match is gonna be fire. But that yeah, yeah that's be good. And I think they're doing a, a post show here on Fightful. I'm not sure who's going to be on it. Um I don't know if it's Joel and Cresta or Joel and someone or Cresta and someone. Um I was invited to join, but I, I'm I'm unavailable. But there should wow. be a there should be a, a a post show. I think for Fightful. If you guys want to watch a review afterwards,
3: you you're, you're ducking out on the TNA. Can't believe you, Jensen.
4: I always make the pay per views. The 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 impact plus shows are
3: Jensen's part. too big for the impact plus specials. Yeah.
4: Well, actually the, the real, the real thing is that it's in like three days. And I was asked, like it was actually tomorrow. And I was asked like two days ago, but I was already not
3: available by then. So too big. The other, other spotlights is a uh, cruel Mads Kruger put Jacob fatu in a body bag. After beating him in what do they call it, a Balaki street fight. Yeah. That's the pronunciation. That one is
4: the spelling is rough. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, but basically, yeah, the the the, the big thing here, <coughs> excuse me, was basically this was uh them essentially killing Jacob Batu off of MLW. So what happens in the match is uh we're just gonna call him Cruel, but, but Mad's Cruel Kruger, um, Cruel threw a fireball into Jacob's face and then hit him with Scorched Earth, pinned him one two three, and then contra Unit, a bunch of the other guys in the mask, that come out along with Cruel and they. They Put Jacob in a body bag and carried him out of there. Um, the layers in this, though, that people might not know if you don't follow MLW is um, mm-hmm. Jacob Hachou was the original leader of Contra unit, and Cruel is the current leader of Contra. So it was like them in like gang terms, they basically jumped him out of the group, they, they and literally carried him out in a body bag. So it's like they're and, and that's and it's you know that that's kind of a good way of doing this in my opinion, as far as like if Pachu's leaving MLW, there's no more definitive way of like him leaving. You don't expect him to be back after this. He's going to go on and probably join the WWE and you've really put over cruel massively again, as like a top guy in like the biggest threat in MLW. I just have no idea what his availability is. I don't know how long he's going to stick around considering how much he has going on outside of MLW. He's still currently the IWTV independent wrestling world champion. And he's going to have a lot of opportunities in other companies too and stuff. So like, I don't know where this, lo- where this was like, you know, long-term for cruel and MLW, but they put him in a position where he looks completely unbeatable right now. And he, uh, he essentially killed Jacob off of, uh, off of the show. So yeah, good. This this is, this is accomplished a lot for, for, for both guys. And once again, it frees Jacob up to the speculations that will go to WWE eventually. So.
3: And Jacob Jacob Fatu, he said before. So this was taped at Super Fight, um, and that's where Fatu um, he beat somebody. I forgot who Fatu. I think he beat Nagata. He beat Nagata at Super Fight, and then that's when Kruger made his return with Contra and beat him, beat him down, clubbed him in the back of the head, and everything. Um, and then yeah, so and then they taped the match, the the Fatu and. Um, Fatsu and and Kruger, and then that yeah they put him in the body bag, and that's probably the end of Jacob Fatsu. Uh, who was on our show recently that was like, how do you not make money with like <clears throat> cool Mads Kruger? Just book him as a monster. I talked to quite a few people
4: about him. There was someone recently though. Um, it would have been someone from the southeast probably that we were talking with. Um, was it Pat? Was it Patrick O'Malley that we talked? It might have been Patrick.
3: I couldn't remember if it was Patrick or, or Griffin. But yeah, it would have been one of them.
4: Yeah. Oh, and by the way, y'all, we got an interview coming up here soon that you're going to hear um, with Jack Hartwheel. Return to the show, former former interview, former guest that we've had on for an interview. So please stick around for that. We forgot to mention that at the top of the show, but um, but yeah, no, Cruel's, Cruel's a man. Adam Priest really put over Cruel um, when we had him on. If y'all want to check that interview out, the two of them know each other forever.
3: Um, the okay, let's move on. Sorry I had to address something in our Snapchat. I want to give a
1: big mother
3: get shot out scotty riggs is back wrestling steven jensen yeah american male american male american male american male american man
4: american male. it's a great yeah <laughs> great. he is love the american males growing up scotty riggs and marcus bagwell aka buff bagwell and i even loved riggs when he was a uh, part of raven's flock with the eye patch i was always a big riggs guy um I liked him as Scotty Anton in a ECW as well. He, he, uh, I remember, oh, so I'll pull the curtain back for you guys. The plan is to have Scotty Riggs on the show soon. I've been talking to him, and <clears throat> he returned to TCW. He hadn't wrestled in a long time, like ten years or something, maybe longer. Um, so it's cool to see that he's just back in general. And we'll 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 discuss Riggs more when we have him on for for the interview. But um, he's a guy who. And I'm not, I'm not I'm not, saying anything that he hasn't put out there himself plenty. He's a guy who I know has dealt a lot with like mental health and like a lot of like weight gain and depression and like that kind of stuff over the years. And there have been times where I've like kind of checked up on him because I have like a very kind of loose relationship with him because I interviewed him years ago and we just kind of stayed in touch because he's a big UFC fan. So we talk about the fights occasionally and stuff and like, I would check in and every now and then it just really seemed like he wasn't doing good. And I'd be like, damn, like, I really hope Riggs like snaps out of this and to see what he looked like recently at this TCW show. Cause it, the show, I don't think is actually available, but there's been like clips and pictures out there. He looks fantastic. And I mean, just so he's in great shape. He seems healthy. He seems positive. And um, I know that he's been working hard with like with DDP and Buff Bagwell and those guys. I mean, it's crazy what DDP is doing for all these guys, man. It's, it's amazing. It, it, and we already know. But like, I mean, he's, for people who don't know, you know, he's he's basically got, got the American males in the accountability crib or, or at least close by. I don't know the specifics, but but DDP has been helping Riggs. He's been helping Bagwell. um, And Riggs is just it's just really, really, really great to see the position that Scotty Riggs is in right now in his life. Like, as a as a lifelong American males fan, lifelong Riggs fan, WCW fan, ECW fan, all this stuff. Like, it is a uh, it's inspiring to see to see him make his return at TCW. I'm really really happy for him.
3: Uh, real quickly on the Hangman page front, Sean is saying that uh, Hangman was just selling and he's fine. So
4: there you go. So. The report from Meltzer earlier today about a serious ankle injury. Was but that a I, report? What's that? Did did Meltzer actually report? And by the way, I want to say, I like Dave Meltzer. I don't want to sound like I'm like just trashing the dude here today on the show, but like the, the last couple of weeks have not been good for him. And this is just going to be another pile on if there's, if he's talking about an ankle injury that hasn't
3: happened. I saw, I, I saw the, somebody in our chat post that I quickly looked it up. I've not listened to the audio myself apparently they said hangman page could have a broken ankle it does appear to be a serious ankle injury so okay. that's what was said and now john is saying that like no doesn't have any type of ankle injury so well
4: hopefully hopefully he doesn't because i want to see the triple threat on the pay you know and more importantly i don't want Hangman to be hurt of course as a human being i don't want that to happen to him but yeah um but yeah so yeah, once again, we'll, we'll talk about Riggs more when we have him on the show. So I just wanted to let people, just kind of let people be aware that like he he came back and he's back in wrestling. And if the last time you saw him, he was, you know, a few hundred pounds heavier with a gigantic Santa Claus beard and like, didn't seem like he was in good spirits. It looks like he's, looks like he's turned it around, man. I, 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 I You'd you love to see it. As, as When you're a fan of these guys growing up and then your heroes like start going on rough times. It sucks. It sucks watching it happen and then to see him turn it around. Man, it's credit to him, credit to DDP, credit to everybody involved that, that just looking out for each other and helping people out when they need it. So that's it was great to see.
3: The other indie spotlights got Butterbean back on track too. And hopefully, yeah, oh, Cole Radrick. The other indie spotlights is uh, <laughs> is. Uh, uh, Michael Oku against Will Osprey from RevPro High Stakes, which is going to be Osprey's last independent match for the time being, and he's going to be he's going to be on AWTV TV next week, building towards Revolution and his match against Takeshi.
4: Yeah, yeah. So the Michael Oku versus Osprey match was incredible. I, it was the best match I've seen in quite a while. Um, I can't do it justice. Y'all can y'all can find the match in the clips if you want to. But I mean, just some of the stuff that they were doing, like. that like that reverse tombstone that oku hit was insane i've seen osprey take that like once before from somebody it's just such a brutal looking spike pile driver reversal but they had like reversals on reversals like hidden blade reversals into poison rana's into hidden blades and um uh osprey's um or oku's valet like took took the hidden blade form at one point and stuff amira amira is her name yeah yeah sorry I their name was escaping me at the moment. But I mean there there was that was a uh, yeah the match was insane. It was absolutely insane. In the in the it was cool to see Oku get the win because like he's gonna be the one at least sticking around for at least for now. But he'll he'll get signed. It's just a matter of time for him, also. But it's cool. Like Osprey's officially all elite. He's gonna be going to AW full time, gonna be wrestling to catch just soon. And Tony Khan was in the crowd, just marking out, which I I respect that for any criticism you can give to Tony Khan. I understand criticisms towards Tony in a lot of ways. I get it. But one thing I do still love about Tony is that he is a wrestling mark. And that like, he still is like, he looked like he was having the time of his life cheering on orange Cassidy, who made his surprise appearance in in his match. And just like during the, during like, you can just tell how happy and proud he is that he locked down Will Ospreay. It's like, he's, he's out there celebrating that like he got him. And Cause you know that Osprey is going to be the AW world champion. It's just a matter of when they want to actually pull the trigger and do that. But Osprey will be the top guy in AEW probably pretty fast when he comes over as he should be. He's the best in-ring wrestler in the world from, in my opinion right now, he's in his prime and he's a worldwide attraction and he's going to, he's going to sell out. When, I mean, Wembley's going to do good either way, probably you know, when they go there, but Osprey is the cherry on top where he's going to, he'll be marketed as the, the main event there every year that he's there. And it's just there. They they well, Osprey's a, a complete game changer for AEW. So I think that uh him having his last independent match against Michael Oku, that was a perfect way to go out. And one of the best matches you're gonna see on the independent scene all year, probably maybe the best match you're gonna see all year, period. And uh Osprey puts over Oku. I mean, on the way out. What, what more can you ask for?
3: Yeah. Um it was a it was a great match. And if you've not seen it, uh I encourage everybody to go check it out. The intensity was really off the charts. Uh, The the crowd was super into everything. Michael Oku, he's been a guy at the top of the list of like, hey, pay attention to this guy. Um, I think back to even just with the the PWG stuff, when Jericho, uh, when Jericho made his surprise appearance at PWG, um, Oku was a big part of that. I suspect he'll be signed by somebody pretty soon, Um, but I'm glad like for now he's, it, there's a lot of people getting signed and not a lot of spots for, for people like it's okay to stick around on the independence for a little bit and continue to just hone your craft and build yourself up on for that. Sure. Um, well, I
4: mean, in AEW alone, you've got Osprey, Okada and Mercedes all coming in like around the same time. So that's, I mean, it's a game changer for AEW, but like you said, it is less spots for other people for sure.
3: Yeah. Uh, Jensen, I know you got to run, let everybody know where they find you at.
4: You can find me on Twitter at fight talk underscore use code fight talk and independent wrestling.tv. Listen to the fightful select Weekender podcast. It's every Sunday on fightful Unless every now and then it's Monday, just depending on if there's like a big Sunday show. I waited until Rev Pro was over to record uh, this week, but I still got it, got it out on Sunday for y'all. So, uh, so check that out. Go subscribe to fightful select. Um, I'm not a, I'm not big on discord, but I, I know that we have one now, like Jeremy was mentioning, and I know that if you're a part of fightfulselect.com, you can get in the discord. So if you're interested in that, I you know, go subscribe to Fightful Select to listen to the weekender or get in the discord or check out all the news that got over there and stuff. So, uh, fightfulselect.com. And once again, thank you to everybody. Um, I mentioned at the top of the show, my promotion finally happened. We are not talking about my shoe job, like ever again on the show, probably, which is great. Um, and, uh, I'm a new clock in for my job. So, uh, good to see everyone this morning. Good seeing you, Jeremy. And um hope you all have a great Thursday and a great weekend.
3: Thanks, buddy. Well, we'll be back next week. Until then, we do have a great interview with Jack Cartwheel here coming up right now. Uh, let's get into it. Waste no more time. Jack Cartwheel joined us. You've seen him on ROH television. He's basically a, a featured person on ROH here in the past couple of months. Uh, big still, still working the independence GCW. You know him from all the cartwheels, all the great cartwheels. Uh, so here we go. I got actually loaded up cause I did not load it up beforehand. Cause my internet was being super annoying, but here we go. Uh, interview with Jack Cartwheel here on the creator spotlight.
4: Welcome to the creator spotlight here on the spotlight on Fightful. I am Steven Jensen joined as always by Jeremy Lambert. And our guest today is a returning guest. He is Jack Cartwheel, AKA Jack Cartheel. He's oh. all over the world. Goodness. Goodness. Yes. yes. I went straight out with it i will yeah we're gonna talk about that you've been all over the world since we talked last you were on the show like close to a year ago like nine or so months ago uh last so a lot has happened jack welcome back to the show how you been
5: thank you guys thank you i'm good i'm doing doing well just doing cartwheels every day man <laughs>
4: what else yes well dude i mean what most recently did you just did you just get back from tijuana is that what you're doing right yeah now?
5: yeah so that was uh i mean my, my weekends go like that you know every weekend in terms of uh yeah it's traveling a lot so that was a, a eight hour drive total but we did two and a half of it the night of like after the show and then made the rest of the five and a half to um uh to sacramento for SPW last night uh supreme pro wrestling where uh, where i was originally originally trained so it's really cool to still be able to do those shows
4: Oh, yeah. Overall experience, as I know you said, it was really cool, but like, who did you uh, really enjoy like working with in this, uh, this thing in uh, Tijuana you just had?
5: Oh, man. Uh, working with Mr. Iguan is awesome, dude. Like, because, I mean, he doesn't seem as like opposing physically, you know, uh, and then he goes out in the ring and does like 17 Tijeras in like one in one <laughs> go. Um, not at this particular match, but when I was tagging with him last time, it was like that. And is uh he's really good with the language barrier uh things although my spanish is getting a lot better working with mexico like uh, fairly often so uh yeah so i mean mecha wolf like uh as well he was also in the match conan is the, the guy i couldn't put uh him over like i that's like he's conan um and just everybody else in triple a like i would i could put them all over one by one but uh yeah it was just great time
3: I was wondering about uh traveling around the world you know you've been in Japan Mexico obviously all around the United States and like how much if at all your your style or your mindset changes working in front of a a different audience
5: yeah I mean uh a lot I would say that in Mexico it's a little bit easier to do some uh spotty matches you know and uh just play to the crowd a lot more and that being okay rather than uh kind of the more uh hero style and stuff with a lot more selling and a lot more athleticism and much more serious uh ideals throughout the match you know depending on where you're at you know every there's a spectrum of it um but yeah and uh, just uh those types of things and i know i'm gonna stand out in mexico already so i just gotta continue doing my style doing my things and uh if it works somewhere at least try it somewhere else and if it doesn't there then you gotta switch it up but I've been doing pretty much the same, the same stuff and it's been working fairly well. Uh, and, um, I guess I'll tweak it a little bit, but more on, more on the attitude that day, rather than, uh, uh, the show as a whole.
3: I mean, cartwheels are, I feel like pretty universal. Everyone knows what a yeah. cartwheel is. <laughs> yeah, well,
5: I, I mean, yes, for sure. But, uh, I mean it, when I was doing the shows in Japan, I was saying uh, Sokuten is a cartwheel Japanese. So like I would be introduced as Sokuten no, which would be like Cartwheel King. And then uh, Vuelta de Caro is it in uh, Spanish. However, like every time I do like the, like I'd yell it out, it doesn't get over as much in in Spanish. I'm not sure if it's like, it is cartwheel, but like people don't really say it or something like that. But when I've been like, Vuelta de Caro, and, like before a DVD or whatever it is, uh, ten worked a lot better, uh, yeah. <laughs>
4: How, how do you, um, I've always been fascinated with like just how international and worldwide professional wrestling is. How do you overcome the language barriers? Because I mean, you're traveling in a whole bunch of different countries. You said your Spanish is getting a little bit better. You just had a little bit of uh, with that Japanese just then. Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah. so Yeah. So like, how, how do you overcome that as a wrestler? I mean, you work with people from all over the world, like putting spots together and stuff like that. How does that, how does that work? I mean,
5: uh, so putting spots together is uh certain things i mean there's videos there's uh ideas like hopefully i uh research the person before i go meet them and stuff uh that's that's part of it but then the traveling aspect i i feel like i listen to music a lot i listen to podcasts a lot like i'll kind of be in my own world for a lot of the time before actually getting to the venue you know so um there's a good amount of that and that could be good or bad because sometimes i'm not actively trying to to uh soak in things and it's like oh let's kind of focus on on where we're at right now make sure i'm okay before i get to the venue and focus on other things um but yeah calling spots in the match there's there's been uh english speakers in other places um which has helped a lot and then also uh for spanish at least i didn't really do it too much for uh japanese calling but uh i would practice like writing down the actual spots and the actual uh words in like uh how in lucha libre words you know um yeah so those types of things.
3: uh recently in the gcw jcw j cup you were part of the the first round you're part of the the scramble match mm-hmm. in the first round and i always i, I don't know how orange Crest or, or brett puts it together who they decide is going to be in the uh in the scramble compared to who's going to get the the tournament but the scramble match you're in there with cole radrick and cole radrick attempts to do do stuff this might have been the 12-man tag but yeah I, I I bring this up because he, he wasn't good he, he's trying to do flips and rolls he's trying to do his own cartwheel like, could could you just like kick him in the face and I, just- I I
5: could get into it I could get into it you know so <laughs> I mean for for maybe the span of 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 18 hours, some a span of like 18 hours, uh, something about the the scramble that happened the night before. Something got into my brain for just a little bit. And all of a sudden, I wasn't as excited to see cartwheels for just that one show, just for a little bit of time, you know. Um, and I, I was just letting him make a fool of himself. But the crowd, the crowd didn't know what they were even cheering for. Did you see those rolls? How terrible the forward roll, the terrible backwards roll, the the terrible cartwheel. And they were going crazy for it then I attack him. He, he ducks me, he trips me. Then he hits a good one. So I mean,
3: good. I mean, I mean like yeah. maybe a, maybe a six, like if I'm being generous, cause we like Cole, maybe it's a six. But,
5: yeah, it, it is. There there was, the, I hear what you're saying, but uh, what what was good is there was a good distinction of how bad the first one was and the second one. Yeah, That's why I think that it kind of worked a little bit because that same spot I tried to do in Japan and he said he was gonna do a bad cartwheel and it was a it was a good one and like I was really confused in the moment (laughs) and yeah I don't know there's some stuff yeah he did he did did some cartwheels we had some fun
3: Cole Cole's got to work on these cartwheels he's gotta
5: leave it to you wait yeah we we talked about this earlier yes Cole does have to work on his cartwheels come on Cole
3: we love Cole but he's gotta stop with cartwheels can't do it um
4: speaking of those JCW shows for, uh, for, uh, the J cup weekend. So Jack cartwheel, Jack cart heel made an mm-hmm. appearance. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I knew something was off the second you came out with team broski and mm-hmm. you were wearing like, was it a button up for like a sweater? Yeah.
5: A button yeah. up? Uh, but and, nice button up dress shirt. <laughs>
4: nice button up dress shirt. And I see the, the, the team coming out and I'm like, Jack doesn't really fit in with these guys like why and, and even the commentary I think it was praise on commentary was like wait what's Jack Hartwell doing out there with these guys what's going yeah. on and yeah. I immediately I see what's going on you, you start faking the and doing the and I yeah. was like oh man this is this is actually pretty funny and <laughs> then and then during the match the you, you go viral along with your whole team when you take Cole and the rest of your team takes Cole Radrick, oh, yeah someone's got a fish hook in someone they got double ankle locks um tony Deppin's, you know pelvic thrusting and you're in the background just car And you're spamming the cartwheels and you're yeah. so good at cartwheels jack that i had multiple people because i clipped that video and i tweeted it and i had multiple people reach out to me and say i thought this was a looping gif because of like they were looking at you and <laughs> didn't realize that it wasn't a loop like you're just that good at like just the repetitive cartwheels so um if you can just tell us a little bit about jack cart heel and then also uh kind of going viral with that spot
5: yeah i mean uh uh it's i feel like jack cartwheel heel is uh something i've just very recently started to work on you know uh uh, i've always thought it'd be really cool to try it out or at least have some fun with it and um and it's so funny because it's so against like what it should mean to be a bad guy and like upset and like mean stuff but it could be so bad in the other direction that it's like oh i'll cartwheel through a puddle of your blood like how like (laughs) some like uh, oh you're you're crying on the ground and i'm here cartwheeling having a good time at your misery you know so uh stuff like that or uh maybe like you take it in another direction of like oh i'm the only one who should be able to do these cartwheels because mine are better than everybody else's or maybe like every, yeah, it's just everybody else's sucks cartwheel. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it was a fun idea and I was glad that I got to do it. It's not something that I want to be, you know, <laughs> but uh, it was a good, good time for sure. Um, and I mean, that spot necessarily, I, it, I was debating it a lot of the time throughout that day if I should go back and forth and back and forth or if I should go doom to doom to doom and try to stay in the same spot. I think I could have stayed in the same spot, but it's definitely a lot more difficult to try to, like, bounce back this opposite rotation because you're going that way, you know. Um, But I I think it worked out well, the the way it was. And uh, um, there's more cartwheels coming for sure. Yeah. (laughs)
3: What's what's a big difference between wrestling on the independent scene and then doing stuff like ROH television? When it comes to television wrestling, just in general, I know you have less time on ROH TV, but what what's like some of the biggest differences in trying to work for the television audience compared to the the independent audience?
5: Uh, I'd say that there's a, the biggest differences have been like being able to get help from agents for sure before and after the match, whether that's uh, being able to kind of plan the idea and the story of the match better or whether it's understanding what could have been better and looking back at it and stuff seems so much clearer after and you have a different set of eyes you know to to get into it the same with like planning the match as it itself that if you have um, a separate set of eyes looking in they can see those things that you probably wouldn't be able to see uh, so that's been huge. I mean, time is huge, like being on certain time cues and um, being able to make the most out of that time and being able to uh, listen and stuff in the ring and be able to, being able to adjust for sure. Um, and as you said, I mean, I don't have as much uh, um, practice with it, but also just really small details and stuff and i've gotten really good feedback and that's important that uh they're being nitpicky about those things and they're like i'm sure like this was fine but it's not fine anymore because people can pause this and look it back over and you're representing the company you're representing a brand it means a lot more than just uh doing something and you're trying to win a damn job dude you're trying to like make it here so uh yeah it's 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 very different with nitpicky stuff and uh timing and uh whatnot but the crowd the crowd reaction has seemed fairly similar but that's just with the aew crowd i'm sure that ww is very different
4: what well, you're getting we want cartwheels, chance like even when you're not wrestling so really? i just huge. put it out there that it is huge that, that is even like, when good wrestlers are in there, guys like willie Mac and stuff for wrestling people are going we want cartwheels. so i'm like hey, they they want yeah. more jack wheel I'm, I'm i'm here for it um there it's also can. hell yeah it's also cool to see um like you mixed it up with blake christian for instance in ring of honor and like you could also see the two of y'all wrestling for the gcw world championship um that was just earlier this month what's your opinion um just kind of a blake christian in general right now i mean obviously he's been the gcw world champion for quite a while um but he's been a, a, a regular in ring of honor as well and you know formerly in the WWE for you know a short stint kind of during the pandemic but kind of what, what are your thoughts on blake christian overall right now
5: uh yeah just congratulations to him man he's he's making money on tv there he's making money at gcw he's being a dickhead to a crowd here he's being a dickhead to a crowd there he's doing what he does really well we had a really killer match a couple of weeks ago in arizona um according to one instagram person they said it was the best match of the night but that was that one guy like 17 like wrestling 7-4-2 or whoever he thought it was good so i'll take his 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 um opinion but yeah um Blake Christian's doing doing well. He's doing dope. I wish uh, I uh, could one day get at that same level. You know, he's done the things that I want to do. And uh, I think I'm pretty close. And uh, uh, it, it felt really good to be wrestling with him at Ring of Honor too. Even if he did win the one or two of those matches at the end, uh, the, the crowd loves him. He's, uh, man, actually, I don't want to say this. Ugh. Ugh. Because... Cause my nana I, I put i put him on the screen for like one moment and my nana called him her her, her boyfriend and, and then, uh, i'm wrestling him next week in arizona so he's doing good he's- I, love,
4: I love that i love watching you guys wrestling each other i think you guys compliment each other really well and uh even just little things like like at one point i think i remember seeing like you went for like a clothesline and you like blocked it with a car wheel like even stuff like that, like or like mm-hmm. you go for a car wheel and he'll like kick your arms out from under you or something. It's just like so. I yeah, I love watching you guys wrestle. It's cool. It's cool seeing all you guys um like you know um just fr- kind of from the independent scene, but also going back and forth, you know, with Ring of Honor. Um, who who else who else have you really like I guess enjoyed wrestling in Ring of Honor specifically because it's just it's cool once again just seeing all these worlds kind of like meshing together right now.
5: Mm hmm. Um, well, I've, I've got to work with Slim J a couple of times. That was yeah. awesome. It was really cool because I really wasn't too familiar with his work before. And now that I see it, he's it's awesome. He's great. Uh, we're very similar in like body type and he he's got a whole lot of uh, grit and dog to him, you know, and I love to see that in somebody just whoever it is. Um, Willie Mack, too. I mean, we work great in in Triple all the time. So it was cool to be able to work with him in Ring of Honor uh gravity I see all the time he uh that's my guy we're we're super close now you know uh I'm trying to think of who else like I have really tangled with in there AR Fox is amazing yes Uh, that was amazing yeah he he puts it he he goes hard which is exactly what we want and what ROH could and should be you know um I could get a lot more into that and like how you know like let's get it you know let's, let's do uh do a lot so um yeah, there are tons of tons of dudes. Everyone's been awesome. Alex Zane was there. Um, Blake Christian, as you guys mentioned, uh Brian Keith with the debut match. I've gotten a lot of really good stuff from from that match, and that definitely put me on a certain um uh level to to continue to go up the same way he did. So uh it's good, it's good. A lot a lot of people to to thank.
4: And I've seen a little tease between you and action and Dreddy potentially too. So maybe some teaming there in the future, that'd be cool.
5: Potentially. I mean, I know that, I know that there's been a tiny bit of talk, like I, my, men, my name was mentioned at some point throughout the summer for that to be some type of idea from some people just because of us talking, I guess, but I mean, nothing's tangible about that or like, um, actually legitimately happening. I thought that was just me, um, trying to be proactive backstage, trying to take some videos and make some content when, um, We weren't sure who has matches or not and i'm like hey bro like let's make this video real quick so um yeah it it could be cool i think it would be awesome i think it would be great i think like that um man that yeah that would be that would be killer but uh hopefully someday that'd be dope
3: staying staying on roh but kind of circling back to the the television aspect of it because you you are i mean more or less a regular on roh Right now, like you're basically on TV every single week, which is great to see. Is there someone is there like an agent that like is assigned to your matches because they have familiarity with everything?
5: Uh yeah. So I, I was gonna get in a little bit into that with who who like I wanted to put over, but those are the people I like wrestled against and stuff. <laughs> but uh yeah, there's been some of the uh, um uh I don't know if I should like name them name them by name. Do people talk about like who's their specific agents are?
3: Yeah, we've had people on um, before. Um
5: like yeah, Tony Neese is really dope. Ari Davari helps out all the time with me. And like those two dudes have been really uh helpful with like the specifics is what I was saying. That they were like, yo, these types of things like breaking up a pin to with with intent rather than just kind of stopping it, you know. Uh those things like actually kind of when you beg to the crowd, it's, it doesn't make you look great, you know, it should come from within. Um, just having your eyes with a certain intent and stuff like that. Uh, so those two dudes for sure like have helped so much. Sanjay um Dutt is helped a, a lot as well. And um uh Serpentico is absolutely amazing. Um, just there, there's a lot of really amazing people who are backstage who are all brilliant and there to help the talent become better and become uh more than just what Ring of Honor is right now, then build it to just blow it up and blow it up and blow it up the way that uh wrestling as a whole is just gonna continue to expand.
3: Now you you've teamed with Serpentico, you just mentioned him, he helps out. You've also faced a man named John Cruz. Do you notice any similarities between I, them?
5: Mm, I haven't seen uh I haven't seen them in the same room at the same time, now I think of it, but I know that they don't like each other
3: yeah that's very true
5: I believe they don't like each other so they're maybe that's because of that beat that they want to stay away I know Nyla Rose may even be friends with with uh John Cruz to an extent that they they have beef with with each other that way well Nyla
3: definitely doesn't like Serpentico that's yeah so so
5: I think she's working with him to get back at Serpentico and that's that's gonna come down sometime dude
3: that would that would make a lot of sense Nyla's fantastic she's amazing on on social media (laughs)
5: yeah uh yes that's uh but yeah i uh um yeah just uh working with those people is is really good i you asked about them being in uh, i don't know i don't know i've never seen them in the same room though
3: (laughs) Uh, I do. I do have to ask about um, Whitney Cummings mentioned you on her, her Instagram stories yes. and just the, the legend that is Jack Cartwheel. Uh, we were briefly talked about it uh, off air before we came back on, but yes, being Whitney Cummings, favorite wrestler. What is that like?
5: What What is it like? It, it's great. It's great. I get to wake up every day and have that validation that there's <laughs> that this uh, beautiful celebrity approves of my work. You know, that's that's great to hear um no for real like it, it, it's really fun um we've talked a couple times and uh, I got to hang out with her this one time she had like a whole viewing thing at her party it was I could get into that there was like all these celebrities and stuff it was really really cool I shouldn't have been there but I was and we had a good time um and so well,
3: I want so, to know more about this now yeah for sure we wanted oh, yeah. her names
5: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, um yeah like it was it was the uh, uh, showing of her roast that was showing on OnlyFans. she had like a a pool party of um people who like came to go to her house to watch the viewing as as it came out at night like that day and um like uh Johnny Knoxville was there and like uh John Lovitz was there and like um some other comedians and stuff there was a lot of YouTubers I don't know if you know these people but like uh Jeff Wittick uh Tana Mo- like just really yeah, really yeah you
4: can name those names on this show i'm gonna know <laughs> there, was some, yeah. there was
5: some uh some other stars that that were there who were more in that industry as well but uh just really cool for for me to be there and hang out and uh meet these people um and yeah i, I hope i get around the scene again um and i think it's really what what stuck out about the cartwheels is it's it's, it's very comedic just in its nature you know like but uh the very first time like she mentioned me or i, I mentioned uh, we we really texted she was like it was so funny how you would like taunt them with the cartwheels you know you would slam them and then do a cartwheel and it's like oh this is what your cartwheel would look like and that this is what mine." and she loved it it got really over with her and her friends and then that's it just went from there i guess uh, so she came she came to a show it's a lucha of boom it's a, like super la crowd so she came to the show saw the cartwheels like really liked them um and yeah they came again this last week so this was like a year ago and then that's that's now
3: this is fascinating to learn that Whitney Cummings is like this big of a wrestling fan I did not realize this
5: yeah I mean it it could be it those shows are definitely like um they're they're half burlesque half wrestling so you'll have a a lucha show or lucha mask and then like a burlesque dancer maybe a comedian dancer or something like that so like it's a very LA crowd but like yeah she 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 goes to those shows though is is the the
4: point uh and uh yeah she uh hopefully she comes next time I don't know yeah did, did you get to talk to Knoxville at all about wrestling you got that similarity with it
5: I definitely did yeah yeah uh he he put it over he said it, it was fun to do and it was hard to do and um uh I don't I don't I'm trying to remember if he said he'd do it again but uh yeah I talked about about that for a minute I'm sorry. I know I said Johnny Nicks, Knoxville, but it was Stevo. I think. It was oh, that. I'm
4: sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I gotcha. I said
5: Johnny Knoxville, but it was Stevo.
4: Yeah. Well, Stevo does have a little experience with the wrestling as well. Omaha yeah. beat the hell out of him that one time. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. He's really turned it around. How, did, do you have any other um, celebrities or anyone that like messages you on social media that's just like just like uh, randomly hits you up and says, "Hey, I saw this clip of you. Like, you know, I'm a fan." Um not
5: not too much not not really i i wouldn't say so but uh i did one time i was almost gonna wrestle at fluffy's birthday party but i didn't get there in time because i was also wrestling in tijuana the same the same night and i tried to leave and we tried to make it and we didn't make it but we still got to like hang out at the birthday party after the show was over so that was cool uh but no no nobody else really in, in the dms like that i guess
3: yeah, he's a big wrestling fan. He was at Raw yeah. this past. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, he, was, yeah, yeah. So I know That's he's it. a big, big wrestling fan. Um, did the, I do, um,
5: Oh, sorry, he did the promo um, with Samoa Joe. I was thinking about that.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to ask about integrating cartwheels like into different moves. Is there anything that you kind of have in mind of like? I think I can integrate a cartwheel into doing this that you haven't been able to maybe either fully flesh out or try in the ring yet
5: yes yeah I got I got some right here oh (laughs) I love that Um, yeah um I'm trying to cartwheel through the ropes from like if I take a Rana and I put my hands down then kind of over the second under the third onto the apron okay I think that's it's possible to do it like that uh I'm trying to do like if someone's it could be throwing a punch it could be throwing a clothesline. you catch it kind of in that that hook of your shoulder do a cartwheel here and then you're hooked for like any type of arm submission uh those are the two most recent ones um uh there was a oh just car just cartwheeling out of the front face lock i know that it's it looks a little bit different but maybe if you go to the back first and then cartwheel over um yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot and some of them are a lot harder than they feel like at first and some of them are easier Uh, like the the clothesline one i've done tons of times like in training that one's easy but then there's another one that's a lot like escalera right for um so goes for the chop catch chop them second rope top rope then i wanted to car wheel over the corner and land on the other ropes on the other side of the corner then jump into a rana and i busted my lip trying to do it because i fell right into the corner trying it um but, uh, yeah, some of them are easy, some of them are hard, but there's, there's a lot I'm working on.
3: Oh, I love that. You have a notebook. Oh yeah. this, and oh, Just yeah. write it down. Like, as it, as it comes to you, I assume that's fantastic. I love yeah. that.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. well, I, I wanted to, uh, well, actually I got a couple more questions. I'll, I'll ask this one first. Just, uh, just, uh, I remember you talking to us last time about your gymnastics background and how some of like, like a Sasuke special, you're pretty much like doing that, like in gymnastics already. Um, do you still go back to gymnastics like fairly often to like just like create new stuff?
5: Uh, sometimes not not too much but it'll be more uh, like I have the trampoline in the backyard so I'll I'll definitely go out there and, and practice stuff whether it's just basics to get the body flowing or whether it's like trying those moves trying to pretend that somebody's doing it um, but as far as like actual open gym and stuff I haven't been back in a while I know that I tried to – I I hung out with my gymnastics friends not too long ago, and we talked about going to, like, a real gym, trying some stuff, but uh, I haven't in a while. Maybe strength stuff, though, like some bar things, but not – not as much for wrestling except for that cast handstand thing that I do on the roads. <laughs> did,
4: did you by chance see, there's like a video that's gone around the last day or so. It's two girls that are gymnasts and they're doing a Spanish fly with, I think they had like just maybe discovered, like seen it for the first mm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen that video or if you like have any opinion on that because I saw a lot of people in the comments that were like, sign these girls, NXT, NXT, NXT. And it was like, I was kind of just funny, like, but it but it reminded me of like, how strong of a base gymnastics would be for professional wrestling. You'd have such a head start on, on the athleticism aspect of this, obviously.
5: Man, yeah, I uh, I think I've seen that exact video that you're talking about, but it may have not been a Spanish fly, or well, the, I've seen a video maybe like two or three months ago of these two girls trying tons of wrestling moves. Like there was a like a suit, and it was all off of this, uh, this big cheese block onto a big resi mat, so I mean, that that's that's the big part that's the part that uh but yeah like a superplex off it like mood salt the the uh, spanish fly the shooting star stuff um and i mean it's 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 that that's not the barrier of entry into wrestling the your, your athleticism is not the barrier of entry to to make it in in doing this i guess and i'm not even sure if i know exactly what it is however there's tons of athletic people out there. If they wanted to wrestle, they could try out and they could get however far they wanted to, but it's about being able to do that every single week for so long, for so long, and being able to prove that you can do that, take the bumps and the stories and the all this other stuff. And I mean, if, if they can get signed, do do go ahead. Like, I mean, go, oh, tons of NIL people doing it every single week. I mean, sure, uh, congrats. Uh, it's not gonna take away from what I'm doing right now. Um, and uh, so uh, if anything, it adds to it. I, I mean, that's good. I hope they get signed. I hope everyone gets signed, but uh, there's only a certain amount of money that can go around, you know? Oh yeah. For sure.
3: Yeah. Uh, as we start to wind down here, Jack, the one thing that we ask everybody, I don't remember, were were you on the show when we when we did coolest thing in your room? Did we ask
5: you? Oh, that I think I was. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I didn't love what I showed, but I show. I yeah.
3: <laughs> shot shot at redemption now. If okay. you have uh, coolest thing in your room, you know what
5: I have a. So I'm not in my room right now, but I'm in the living room. There's the keyboard is right here. Um, got a little got a little keyboard or sorry, like the uh like the little piano if you if if you want me to play a little little something something
3: <laughs> yes I I, I definitely want <clears throat> to see what let, you could play let me see
5: because every now and then I'll, I'll play something and I feel like it's just the same couple songs
3: every time <laughs> <laughs> got to stick see. to stick to what you know stick to the good stuff
5: All right. okay uh this is uh um it's it called don't stop believing
3: there okay
5: yeah there we go that's really good good. (laughs) i uh i learned off youtube actually that um was was
1: this
3: a a recent thing that you just started watching youtube videos and it's like i'm gonna learn how to play play piano play keyboard
5: it exactly it, it exactly was that but maybe more like eighth grade to freshman year and okay I've kept some of the songs and then some I've forgotten and every now and then I'll like learn a random new song but it's maybe like a couple months I'll, I'll be like oh let's
3: try a new one there you go that's fantastic yeah. we've never had anyone do like a, a yeah. talent on, Let's on go. The show. Let's there that. So that I is see, a first. Yeah, that's
5: awesome. I, I could show you. I could show you my mom's menorahs. We have those out. Yeah, I would uh, love that. to see that. Those I would are cool
4: too. Those yes. are
5: cool too. Um, uh, wait, no, my bad. Those are regular Shabbat candles. <laughs> oh,
4: that's okay. I'm, are, I'm the, the, being, being yeah. Jewish myself. I, I very much appreciate the. Uh, there you the, go the menorahs. So I've got I've got just like a cheap, like, you know, Walmart menorah in my place, but oh, yeah, it's got something but every year I think about upgrading and then I just don't but I I wish I I wish I had every time it comes around.
5: Yeah, I thought they were right there unless they're um... no, okay. My bad. I thought we I thought they were there.
4: That's okay. The the last thing I wanted to, uh, to say today, there was a quote that I wanted to read you. And it's actually a quote that I have used many times over the last close to a year and i think it's a quote you may appreciate you may recognize it says it's great that i still get to do this and i love the cartwheels and i think every single day doing a cartwheel when you're happy doing a cartwheel when you're sad there's a lot to it i'm just glad that i get to do it and people love it when you see people doing cartwheels you're not thinking of bad things let's think about cartwheels why think of these terrible things we can think about cartwheels this time
5: that's a quote
4: from Jack Cartwheel, yeah, me. Last time. he was on the show, go. let's and, go. And it was the most wholesome quote we've ever had on this show. I've used, I've yes. referenced it many times. I've told people, like, when you're feeling down, like, I just think about this dude who does cartwheels. Like, like legitimately, I've used that when I've felt down. I, I like watching your matches. I like seeing you do the cartwheels. And part of it that I love so much is that I know you love it so much. So, um, I just want to leave people on that note. You know, that's a quote that I use all the time. I think it's very, very wholesome, very true.
5: Oh, that's amazing, dude. Thank you so much. That, that that that's a good one. I uh um I didn't remember spitting that, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well I, I guess I do. That 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 is that is a big idea around Jack Hartwell, you know, as the face, as the as the person who wants to spread joy and, and have a good time in the match and give the people who are in the stands uh, a time to celebrate and, and just enjoy and have fun. So thank you guys. Thank you
3: um thank you Jack we appreciate you joining us uh here tonight um let everybody know where they can find you at and what you got coming up
5: yeah so um you can get my uh Instagram is Jack Cartwheel uh I've just recently started a new Facebook page of Jack Cartwheel uh that's not my personal account so uh I, I wanted to do more stuff on that it's a lot easier to uh promote myself when it's not my other life um so also Twitter is Jack Cartwheel as well uh, YouTube, I also just started posting a lot more on YouTube, is uh, also Jack Cartwheel. Um, and I have coming up soon, uh, Demand Lucha on March 21st, me and Joey Janello one-on-one for the Demand Lucha Championship. Uh, I've, I've held it for three months already, and uh, he's going to try to take it from my hands. Not going to happen. Uh, that's then. I have uh, GCWs coming up in St. Louis and Atlantic City. Uh, later in Lo- in Los Angeles. Um, and then uh, for this upcoming week, not not too much, but uh, yeah, some some secret stuff,
4: I guess.
3: There you go. We... Oh, go ahead, really
4: quick, last one. There was something I forgot to ask you that I was yes. on the tip of my tongue. And it just came back to me right as we oh, were God. wrapping up. You tweeted something the other day that was fascinating to me. I just want to know if this is legitimate. You said, I got to be the only pro wrestler to ever wrestle in mm. Mexico and play a college football game within 24 hours. You actually did that?
5: Yes, yes. Unful- and, and, and it was a, it was a bad decision. I probably shouldn't have done it the way that I did. But yeah, completely we uh we had a walkthrough at three. Uh, The show started at eight. So I'm living in Orange in Orange County, two hour two and a half hours from like the venue in Tijuana. So do the walkthrough, like go to the venue, get there, do the show, get home at like 2am 3am. Get up, go to the the game and i had a terrible game it is not not like not like the worst game ever but like uh i definitely felt really groggy you know i i don't play too too much so i don't blame the loss on me but uh um i definitely didn't feel as great i didn't have the best blocks ever i but yeah i played fullback so the night before i want to say it was like uh but it it was for triple a and i can't remember the exact match it was like a six-man tag i believe though so yeah, full on do walk through, go to Mexico, change, get in your gear, wrestle in front of two thousand people, uh, change out of the gear, walk across the border, get back in the car, drive two and a half hours back to Orange County, go to sleep, wake up, put on your football uh warm up set, uh, get some team breakfast and then and then head to the uh head to the stadium, I guess. But uh Yeah, it was really, really interesting stuff because, I mean, we we talked a little about about the NIL stuff and I was like, dude, I was the only person who was actually doing that, you know, (laughs) who was actually like that. And the thing is, that wasn't the only time that I did it. That was that was in Mexico. I also did the same thing for PWG uh, a couple weeks later, but that was on a Sunday where I played the game on Saturday and then wrestled on Sunday and missed film. Uh, Yeah. (laughs)
4: So. <laughs> God, man that's that's and that's a different level grind do, doing yeah. doing a, a wrestling trip to another country wrestling and then within the same calendar day you're 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 in a in a football game do you do any do your teammates like do they even like recognize that do they ask you like how it was or are you just like like superman kind of like repeat you know you're kind of clark ken around them and they it's... they don't really know much about what you're doing at, you know, over the weekend
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a little bit like that. Some people, some people knew because they, they would go, they've gone to some of the shows. Like one time I had a good, like 20 people come to like the small indie show in, in like Stanton, I guess. So they, I think a lot of them thought it was like that, you know? So until I post like a lot of good videos. And so they think some of it, it's like that. Sometimes it's, it's complete opposite where i'm wrestling in front of the tons of people but it's funny you say that there was uh the one time i i um after after i debuted at pwg i uh posted like this this uh I don't remember if you know the meme of the girl at the party who's like getting her her like uh, ear talked off by like the dude and, and I commented like this is me at frat party saying that people don't know that uh, I'm one of Dave Meltzer's favorite wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if I'm still there but he, he said that right after the debut and I was like this is literally me like trying to trying to talk to a girl and be like yeah I'm a pro wrestler Dave Meltzer even likes it He <laughs> thought it was good basically he said i'm a, i i could even win the j cup one day they
4: like what
3: <laughs> i love that yeah, I and love then somebody that. somebody one day is gonna be like, yeah but he only gave you the last match three and three quarters stars <laughs> like he only respects people that he gives four and a quarter to that's yeah. it so
4: yeah oh that's amazing well thanks for answering those extra questions there at the end that literally came to me right as we were wrapping up i, I knew there was something else i wanted to ask you about and that was it so of here, course, here, here. yeah.
5: It, it's a great story, and I love telling it because I mean, I I think that that it does like kind of represent a lot about me. That is, I I'm trying to to go out and 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 experience as much as I can, you know. Um, so yeah, thank you. Of course, I'd answer. <laughs>
3: We appreciate it, Jack. Again, um, thank you again for joining us tonight. Uh, Check out all the links below. Keep up with Jack. Everything he's got going on, I'm sure we'll see him on ROH television here very shortly. Uh, Thank you again, Jack. And guys, we'll be right back here on the Spotlight. Big thank you to Jack Cartwheel for joining us in the creator spotlight. Big thank you to everybody who has joined us today, leaving super chats, leaving comments in the chat. We really appreciate it. If you'll have a thumbs up on this video, if you subscribe to the channel or subscribe to our sister channel, Fightful Overbooked, where we have a bunch of great shows every single day going up over there uh, in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with myself and Joel Pearl from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. We had a great interview with Moose yesterday. We are scheduled. This is a... a uh, spoiler for for the loyal spotlight audience we are scheduled to be joined by fuego del sol tomorrow on in the weeds we're working everything out but fingers crossed we get that hooked up fuego supposed to join us tomorrow uh hopefully again i don't like i don't like saying these things but sometimes you got to say them to hopefully make them come true so uh but if fuego doesn't join us we still have a great show one of the best shows we've ever done uh everyone can check out again our moose our interview we did with moose yesterday on the show uh check out coexisting with rob and maggie tomorrow 3 p.m eastern on Fightful Overbooked. book check out indeed with reg and mike yesterday on Fightful overbooked uh we have a new show coming with a couple of new things coming actually on the channel we will talk about those more when they come to fruition um but a couple, a couple things coming on on the channel here uh maybe starting this week hopefully I'll provide more details when get things locked down over there. Um, again, we appreciate it, guys. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Wrestling was kind of t- take a break last weekend. There's a lot going on in the world of wrestling this weekend. We got the TNA show tomorrow night, along with uh, the usual SmackDown and Rampage. Collision is back on Saturday. There's two big New Japan shows: New Japan and New Japan and There is, uh, of course, Elimination Chamber. So, wrestling is definitely back in full force. This weekend. So, if you got your break last weekend, you uh, there's no shortage of stuff to watch this weekend. Appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week here on the spotlight. Have a good weekend, everybody.
1: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand